What's your 20? This here's the podcast crew. We're hauling up at 901, about to hit the airwaves. Ready for cocktails? Cool. Characters. And the explosive relationships. You'll only find in cocktail. Well, rhythm. Your blenders. Or an earful of cocktail. There's a place the world's most popular cocktail podcast. That's where you want. Fans of cinema cocktails will find much like. That is, if you're not some no good yuppie. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. Expect in-depth analysis, breaking news about the cast and crew, a little barman poetry, and we'll even have a few of Coglin's laws. Coglin's law: never show surprise, never lose your cool. Hello and welcome to an earful of cocktail. Hello, welcome to an earful of cocktail. What a what a wonderfully smooth opening. What a smooth opening. What a weird what a weird time. What a weird time. Uh, normally, I hate Mondays, uh, but today I love Mondays because earful of cocktail is happening on a Monday evening at eight p.m. It's odd. It's different. Normally, you'd hear the Palo City Council, my favorite nine people in the world, uh, but today we don't. Today, Brad Hand plays for the Indians. And we are broadcasting on Monday night. What a crazy mixed up world. What a crazy mixed up world we live in. Welcome to an earful of cocktail. We're going to analyze. So since you're tuning in on a Monday night, which is unusual, or on the podcast, in which case we don't care what time it is, you're probably wondering, what is this show? You're probably, as you open the latest episode of the podcast you subscribe to, you're wondering, <laughs> you're what? wondering <laughs> what is this? I've been through, let's see, 10 episodes so far. And possibly 24 episodes of Earful of Convoy. Possibly 34 episodes so far. And, you're, and plus three bonus hours. episodes. Yes. Plus the Christmas special that never happened. It, 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 is, it happened, happened in our, our minds. Said, oh, I was going to say, I said our minds, you said our heart. It happened in both. And you are saying, what is this podcast I'm listening to? And it is, it is a show in which we do deep analysis. It is a show in which we uh, break apart a show, uh, a movie, that is, which is the type of show named Cocktail. Uh, the ultimate show. The ultimate show is the movies. It, uh, <laughs> that's what they've always said. They say baseball, that's the show. That's the show. Movies, the, the ultimate, ultimate show. show. Every mm. baseball player wants to make, make it to, the, to movies. the movies. Just like Just like Frank Babe Thomas and Mr. Ruth. Baseball. Mr. Okay. Are there... what? Let's name baseball players who've been in movies. Uh, I'm sure A-Rod was in a movie. Uh, in the Pride of the Yankees. Knew it. Uh, like most of the Yankees, like uh, Babe Ruth, Bill Dickey. Uh, A-Rod. A-Rod <laughs> made a small appearance. Yeah. As a baby? Was As it? Baby? When was that made? Uh, 1943. Two? Ah, baby A Rod, baby A Rod, uh, the Babe Rod, the, the year of Babe Rod. Um, okay, let's talk. Let's stop talking baseball. Yeah, and start talking cocktail. Cocktail, nineteen eighty eight movie. Uh, and let's and just say gonna, news. And, let's just say yeah, news. 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 Thirtieth anniversary. Huge month. In huge month. Next next Sunday. That's the 29th, July 29th, twenty ninth, twenty eighteen. It is the thirtieth anniversary of cocktail. Wow. Uh, 30 years of excellence. Five days ago, on the 18th of July, that's right, uh, it was the 30th anniversary of the release of Kokomo. Isn't that exciting? Uh, it's actually the most exciting news I mean, it's, it's, I've heard today. We do this show on the 8s. Yep. It's about movies that end 8. We've done Convoy and Cocktail. Convoy. Con, this is the first time we're doing it in, in the in the anniversary of the movie's release. It's and incredible. we're doing it on a Monday, and Monday is the most 8 of the days of the week. It is the cocktail of the week. Uh, Ooh, cocktail of the week. Is that 
and we are doing the cocktail of the week. Uh, but we are. We, we break well, this let's, down. Let's talk. What? This I was, is the oh, 12th, what do we do on the show? Twelfth five minutes of the show. We so if you are listening at home, we're wasting valuable time. You here. better find the the twelfth five minutes of the movie cocktail because we're going to about to talk about it for a little under two hours. So before, before we crack it we open, get it open. We're going to open some things. I'm going to open some things, and I you think, listener at home, tell me if you know what I'm opening. <laughs> Are we ready? It's a good it's, game. This is <laughs> this is called What's Alan Opening? Um, we're gonna open. I'm gonna open two things. It's my little cocktail for the night. Yeah. One, number one. Nice. Oh. Nice sound effect work. Oh, wonderful sound effect. Lovely mm. folding. Mmm. Mm. Tasty. Tastes um. Tastes like kind of slight, almost bitter, but not quite. We don't endorse sweet. any products here on mm. the air. Mm. We're a non-commercial station. Mm. That's number one. That's that's my cocktail number one. Number two. By the way, if you if you love those tasting notes such as that, go to our website, earfulofcocktail.com, click on cocktails, and you will see uh, very uh, the labor of our love, which is a large series of uh, cocktails recipes reviewed. And, and they're good. And that's the title of the page, Cocktails Recipes Reviewed. Absolutely. Loves. Uh, loves. We, we, we loves. We loves. We loves the. We, we loves, loves Cocktails labor. Recipes Reviewed. Absolutely. Okay, number two. Number two. Can you hear? Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> These mics are good. Hope you can hear the. Uh, hear we, have a, we have a lot to talk a, about. Let's not waste go. much time. <laughs> that's, a good, that's, a, that's a good sound. Um, okay, this is number two, and I'm going to crack it open right now. Oh, these are hard to crack open. Okay, I got it. Oh boy, there it is. Mmm, mmm, crisp, refreshing. Mmm, not refreshing. Like a mountain spring. Not refreshing. Yeah. No, very heavy, milky, cereal milky. Did this get in your tasting notes when you reviewed the Silicon Valley really well? Mm. Don't spoil it. Okay, in case you weren't following along at home, I've cracked open two substances. One is. We'll go in order. First one was a uh, sugar-free Red Bull, which I recommend really <laughs> any time of day. Uh, all, um, the, all the acidy drinks, uh, they taste much better than the diet version. Mm. Mountain Dew, Red Bull, uh, mm. the, the, the non-sugar version is better than the sugar version in every case. Yeah. Which is unlike most drinks, which the diet version is just a travesty. And and Monday Night Show, 8 p.m., we're going to crack this open and keep me awake. But really? that's not all. Why? Because I <laughs> did not have time to have food. Before the show, so the oh, other thing I have here is what you call a lunch. liquid lunch. It's a meal replacement drink. It is a soylent. So we're gonna be we're gonna be enjoying those throughout the course of this episode. Great, and I'll I'll report back on progress. Time well used to introduce mm-hmm. all that. Okay, uh, news. No, not news yet. Do we talk? When do we talk about news? We just did. We said news. We had other news. No, we don't. Oh, right. It was just the anniversary. Okay. Uh, Never mind. But uh, before we crack into things, by the way, do we crack into our theme song? We are going to crack into our theme song. Here we are in the middle of the theme song. 
This is the correction portions of this the show. is when we talk about corrections. So, uh, outright corrections. I'm not sure I have much to say, uh, but we do have the ultimate form of corrections, which are regrets. Things we regret not mentioning in previous shows. That's a form of correction. That's uh, exactly. It's like correcting yourself. We're correcting our paths, correcting our mistakes. Your, yes. Uh, so one huge correction is we that... We have atonements? Is it corrections and atonements? <laughs> yes, atonements. <laughs> okay, so this is an atonement. So one thing we did not mention, which is actually a f- just egregious we did not get these notes, is that while we were talking about the cell block in the past, we never talked about how this was made and what. It turns out the cell block being the cell block the bar, the bar, the the famous New York club, the hottest club in town. What a club! The cell block. Uh, The cell block was was filmed in Toronto, like most of the movie, at Don Jail, formerly known as the Toronto Jail, Uh, and it is actually a rotunda, which is part of the jail. And uh, there were hangings there, not in the rotunda, I imagine, but during the filming, during the filming. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that's how they had such a clean set that ran ahead of schedule. You know, (laughs) if you uh, don't do your thing. Uh, you get hung. So uh, it's wor- worth looking up uh, uh, photos of the Don Jail, which apparently they shut down in 2013, just recently. Whoa. So it was actually an active jail while they were filming? I guess. I think it looks like they also did. Like, I don't know how they used it for filming as well as that, uh, but they I did. mean, yeah, I guess you're in Toronto. You need a jail to film in. It's really clever, though, to say, like, we need a club. Yes. We need to run a jail. Yeah, and, and we, I mean, it's like an interesting solution to the problem of, like, okay, a club. So you could make a boring set of just, like, a room, like a big room. Or you could find an interesting locale. But what sort of interesting locale looks like it could plausibly be a club? And with movie magic, it's like, look, you're on a New York street. Open a door in, a, in, a, in, a, in an alley. And then yeah. suddenly you're in jail. They're not next to each other, but in movies... In, in the real world, they're not, yeah. Yes, exactly, mm-hmm. but in movie magic, they can be. Yes, I've heard that. I have more corrections. Uh, this is someone who's listening to the first show. Two notes. Uh, wow. You note Did, wait, the, someone listened to the first show? Uh, Earful of Convoy, first episode. And they said, Alan notes that the truck is moving from left to right, uh, and then that's the direction people expect things to move in. Uh, have you ever seen a movie where people move right to left? Note one... The reason people expect the move left to right is because we read left to right. That's the note. That was the that was is that a correction that's or a, correction. a regret? Wow, did we just work through our whole theme song? Yeah, I mean it's very wow, short. We didn't. That is that the first time I'm not even prepared for this. Is that the first time we haven't gotten through corrections during the theme song? Yeah, and I'm gonna give up on the rest of the corrections. Well, clearly atonements are not a thing to do during the theme song. It'd be quick yeah. corrections or nothing. So before uh, before we get ready with analysis, we first have to to prime you to be ready for the analysis. And I'd say there are two tools we use. We use a classic tool of of letting the, the spoilers scalpel. out. The other tool is a new uh, retool of a mm. classic segment called Key Line Pie. Yes. And I think we're going to gamify it and make it early in the show. Ooh. Is this pre-spoiler? I say it is. I like it. Hold on, though. i got to cue up the music. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> you want to explain what's happening while I cue up the music? Key Line Pie is an incredibly popular segment in which uh, we decide what the key line is. Today we're gamifying it. We each have our pies, which are green pieces of paper, uh, in which we've written down what we think the key line is that best represents what the uh, the veritable heart and soul of these five minutes are. Uh, and I am going to be passing my key line to Alan. Alan's going to be passing his key line to me, and we will read each other's key line. If we match, we uh, get five points, and that will uh, it will make us uh, 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 it will be a very special moment in podcast. Uh, 
because people love it when uh, things are synchronous. Uh, and then, in any case, uh, I think we'll give a quick tasting note and move on uh, to letting the spoilers out. Uh, which, by the by the way, today, talking about running over time. Yeah. Uh, I'm back. Spoiler alert, uh, spoil alert for a spoiler alert. It's going to be long. Yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of dialogue. And our, sport, our the guy that writes our plot summary really likes to explain the dialogue and in, in basically paraphrase the dialogue. That's most sure. of what he does. So uh, there's going to be a lot to get through. But before that, we are going to go to our segment, our beloved segment, Key Line Pie. <laughs> Good. Okay, pass me your key line. That, was, that may have been the end of a track. Um, oh boy! <laughs> there we go. That's what happens. Seamless. This is how you're. This is how you play vinyl records, folks. Okay, pass me your key. Line. Okay, do you want do you want the important side up or down? Uh, down. Okay, the important side is down. So don't read the back of it because that's won't. a different line that we're going to sure. talk about in a little bit. Okay, we passed each other our cards. We are now going to okay. read the so key pick it up line. In three, three, two, two one, one, go. Whoa. The hustlers never work, and the workers never hustle. We did not batch. What? No, we did not. Uh, yours, your key line is, I do not? Yes. I do not. We'll get into it later in the show. When does I do not? What is I do not? I do not. Okay, you want to read the back card, back of my card now? Yeah, so, so immediately upon this new gamified version, Alan breaks the rules and writes two key lines. Look how tasty your cocktails are. <laughs> That's a good line. That is pretty funny. <laughs> I know uh, who says it? Um... It's it's Coglin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coglin says it to Flanagan. That's a look how tasty line. your cocktails are. It's really good. What a tremendous five minutes. So by it's the way, really good. We look, got a great I'm five minutes out the window right now, today. and I'm noticing that the uh, the spoilers are on the loose. I think uh, someone's let them out. Uh, well, that would be a problem because um, uh, we are not prepared to let them out until right now. When we are in, who let the spoilers out? You always gotta. Gotta wait for that MIDI to kick in. <laughs> okay, this is Who Let the Spoilers Out, where no, we... No explanation. This is so, Never so, mind. so long. A beloved segment. I'm gonna just... Do you want to spend another ten minutes telling people about what we are... Oh my god, there is so much text there. <laughs> I'm just Oh going, my god, I'm not gonna interrupt at I'm all. I'm gonna get into the just zone. Gonna, okay. I'm gonna the zone and just go through I this. might make minor comments. Sure. Do not, but, do not wait but, for me. Yeah, you're chugging. Okay, he's finishing his Mountain Dew. He's getting, getting the phlegm out. He's going to read move, move the <laughs> this. Is, that may be the largest paragraph I've ever seen. And that's not even the end of it. I know. Okay, here we go. Here okay. comes the plot summary. Uh, ch- time right now is 1630. We are starting 3, 2, 1. Douglas's answer, Douglas's answer was only that Flanagan was in a position to answer that question. Mocking him, Douglas said that the phenomenon Flanagan underwent constantly put him in a room of beautiful ladies. However, the downside to this was he constantly chose the one who could be stated to be either the poorest or dumbest within such room. In response to this mockery, Flanagan points out the irony that Douglas's wife paraded herself naked along the beaches with an intention of attracting other men of Jamaica. But Douglas did not notice this aspect of her, but insisted... Instead, thought her to be only there for the sunlight. In his defense, Douglas claimed that his wife had no need of other men. Flanagan further states that he not noticing the acts of his wife can be considered the first sign of being senile due to his age being above 40 years. All this exchange of words is done with the presence of other customers at Flanagan's bar. Defending himself that Flanagan's views were simple envy and not hatred, he points out to the other customers... I, I'm going to stop you for a second. Is yes. this our first tip-off that our that our summary writer was only reading the written script and not 
watching the movie? That's a good question. Was there any purely visual things he has ever, ever, ever written in this? I'm no. not sure. I think the answer is no, and let's keep, in for the future, <laughs> let's keep an eye on that. Okay. The other customers at Flanagan was his protege and that he had taught him everything he knew, something that Flanagan constantly disregarded. Instead, Flanagan said the lessons he gained from Douglas could be only of benefit to him if they took him to the substation. With that... What? <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Took him to the substation? Yeah, instead, Flanagan this, said the he lessons he gave could only be benefiting him if they took him to the substation. This is, okay, I, here's here's I, my I, new I, theory. I, I just don't understand that. I mean, I'm guessing, <laughs> here's my new theory on, on how this, this man wrote our plot summary. Uh, my guess is, took the script. Yes. Translated it. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> translate and then translate it back. Uh, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he took it and basically just looked up synonyms for words. <laughs> Maybe. And so my guess is substation is a synonym or a weird translation of... I mean, we can find out which lines this in between. Took him, what was the context again? Uh, instead, Flanagan said the lessons he gained from Douglas could only be a... Oh, oh Subway! <laughs> it's to the wonder, Subway! Yeah, that and a... Can you buy me a Subway token? You know, if that and a Subway token, I can ride the Subway. Wow. Do you think he interpreted it? Is it possible substation? he did watch the film and he heard Subway token and... Wrote that down as substation. Possibly. I mean, substation is one word. Makes me feel it's talking about some sort of hierarchy. There's a hierarchy, sir. With that said, Douglas resorts to his philosophy, saying that it was only possible as an individual to take a man so far. The rest of a man's destiny is left to biology. Adding on to this, he states that there are two types of men within society, hustlers and workers. He states that each of them is different in that the hustles never work and the workers never hustle. He referred to Flanagan as a worker, and added that he has tried to teach him contrary, little to no success. To prove this point after stating it was in his genes to be a worker, he refers to how tasty Flanagan's drinks were, and how tidy slash clean he kept his bar. He took interest in his work, confirming with the clients if he was a great bartender, they agreed that he was the best, proving their love for his work. Still disgusting Flanagan's nature, Douglas says he is a career proletarian, having stuck in the position he was, in a puddle, to the point he had developed webbed feet. In an attempt to point out that Douglas only saw his faults because he was married to a rich lady, Douglas takes a comeback, stating that it is something Flanagan was unable to do. Despite his bar being full of wealthy women, he had failed to get any of them, using the term that Flanagan was not a closer. It is at this point that Douglas decides to dear Flanagan. An older lady... Do dear Flanagan? I, I th- My dear Flanagan. Got to turn my mic on. Uh, my my dear, my, no, he says he my dear Flanagan. To, to dare Flanagan. That's to, what it's supposed to say. Oh. Well, maybe you confused <laughs> those two things. An older lady, apparently rich, had just arrived at the bar. Douglas claimed she was out of Flanagan's league. However, Flanagan's response to this that she had been there the nights before checking him out. A fact that Douglas brushes off saying the lady did that only because she had 15 minutes of her time to waste. Comparing Flanagan to himself, he claims that in order to get with such a lady, there is more to achieve. He pointed out the individuals that he would have to win her over. These included the lady's tennis coach, the lawyers, her managers and trustees, and her maids. This makes the other clients at Flanagan's bar laughed loudly. Douglas then places a $50 bet on the fact that Flanagan would not even make it past the bar. Flanagan walks to the lady and asks her what she would love to have. Ordering a vodka and lime on the rocks, Flanagan offers her a different drink, one he refers to as the drink of love, claiming it was a drink meant for the tropics. Surprised at the lady's response intended to blow him off, he responds by being a little rude to her when she asks for a lighter. 
He walks over to Douglas. Nice accent all of a sudden. It, it's quicker. He walks over to Douglas and a little rude to her when he asks her for a lighter. He walks over to Douglas and the other man at the ball who are laughing at him. Whoever has not lost his confidence as he tells the game was not over yet. Surprising the gentleman, the lady calls him back. They enjoyed the night till the point they were leaving the bar. Coincidentally, this was the moment Jordan came to him. Flanagan and the older lady were walking away from the, the bar. The older lady. The older lady. The older lady. <laughs> Betting one of the gentlemen, Paul, a good night. <laughs> I missed the fact that Paul, a good night? Yeah, he says, Paul, good night. Uh, Flanagan wa- oh, so one of the guys at the bar's name is Paul. Maybe. Flanagan mm. walks away with the older lady, who was quite drunk at the moment. Jordan stood from a distance and stared at the two of them in great disappointment. Jordan turns and walks away alone to the beach and sits down, seemingly heartbroken and in tears. Flanagan wakes up in the morning besides the older lady. And that's just five minutes of spoilers. That's you know what? It's never than been. Five to it's do. never been more clear. This has been. Who let the spoilers out? Who let the spoilers out? Uh, well, we did. We did. Ooh boy, oh, that, that was interesting. That was helpful. Um, yeah, well, well done there. I mean, you got through it, so I'll give no, you that. Well, I didn't do um, the hard work. I mean, I'm a hustler. You did. You yeah, well. Um. Good. Got to let it flare a little I bit. I'm psyched for this thing. I can't wait for this thing. Is that a uh, is that is that a bumper sticker? Oh, I'd psyched rather be for the sinking. Sink. I'd rather be sinking. Uh, that, is, that could be easily misinterpreted. Um, <laughs> what what, what would people interpret that? <laughs> I guess it's never mind. It only works if you're saying if it. it's in text. S Y N C. In text, it's hard to misinterpret that. Actually, <laughs> but right. what would people make? Well, of what it? if you said I'd rather be sinking, spelling it S I N K I N G? Well, I wouldn't do that. Well, it'd be funny to put that on a car. <laughs> like, I'd rather be boating. But in fact, <laughs> yes. I hate driving so much, I'd rather be in a boat and dying than be in a car and in surviving. this terrible car, yeah. Rather mm-hmm. to, to, to die in your feet. Is Would that be a great... Someone must make a bumper sticker that I'd, I'd rather be driving. Rather be driving <laughs> bumper sticker. <laughs> That's good. Um, No, it really... Oh, wait, here we go. Cafepress.com. Zazzle, yeah. There's definitely. I mean, these are probably just because they generate these for every phrase in I'm the universe. Sure, I mean, you are a a known enemy of of lazy uh, bumper frames. Oh yeah. So the, the question the, is, if you want to make the world better, you could make the best bumper frames in the world that people would see. Would replace their I dealer frames with this. great ones. Yes. yes exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It would be good. Be the change you want to be in the world. Yes. Um, I I would say I'd rather be driving as. I would maybe put that on my car. Oh, that, it does. But the, so there is one problem, which is the connotation. If you are a golfer, is that it's you would rather be on the golf course. Yeah, but golfers never make a joke not as explicit as possible. Are you ready to think? I am. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I am breaking the cardinal rule, your cardinal rule, but it's fine for me because my computer is not running the sync, which is I have a Google Maps window open in the background. Nice. We are in, in you. You any Google Maps windows open? No, actually, I restarted my computer, so it's actually nice and uh, and uh, you know limber. It's, it's, it's humming. Nice humming, limber. Okay. Yeah. Uh, here we go. We are gonna start the sync. I gotta pull up my. So here's what you do. Go home. Pull up your your tenth, your eleventh, eleventh five minutes of the movie cocktail. Pull out the second drawer. Pull out and the then two in, and then two, you'll find the twelfth. Second, second rock to the left. I second star to the left. If you've done what most people do, you synced them onto twenty four different VHS tapes. Yep. Pop in that tape and pop your it in. Loop it. Yeah. Lock it. Is it? I mean, you really would have to record it twice: once forward, once backwards, or something. How would you loop a VHS tape? I guess you just actually like, loop the tape. 
Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. You, I mean, they had the A side and the B side, just like cassettes. So you'd put you'd put the movie in reverse on the B side. Yeah. <laughs> and then you would you get to watch the movie forwards and backwards and forwards and backwards. That would be great. I mean, wouldn't that be? I mean, it's just like a loop track and a vinyl a vinyl record. Okay, uh, okay. we are going to get to the sync now. Are you ready? And it's I am ready. Three, I'm, I'm two, a two, one, a one, three, two. Oh, one, I messed that one up. Go. Hold on. You can no. Okay, you can, well, you can fix it. I'm I'm phenomenal. fixing it now. Put him in a room full of women. Okay, hopefully you are watching this together with us. This is the clean home. version. Clean if you want. Cocktail clean. His wife parades half naked on the beach. But okay, let's just say off the bat. Magnificent five minutes. Let's what? Magnificent five minutes. Magnificent. It's such a good five minutes. It's a lot of dialogue. It's a one-act play. So it really is. It's what I told you last time. At the end of last episode, you remember, we left on a bit of a cliffhanger. Last episode, we left with... Um, whoa. Easy there. Um, last episode, we left off with a question. Uh, yes. Uh, Coglin said, now that's the question. And then we didn't hear anything else. And and it's nice to wait a couple of weeks to know what the question is. It is. And the the answer is that it's a question that only Flanagan can answer. It is. There's a okay. So let's do our normal thing of breaking down how many scenes. Are okay. There. How many scenes? We got one scene. <laughs> two. No, I take nope, three. Either between two and three, three. scenes. I'd I think say, we have three, I'd say three scenes. scenes. Yep. Uh, scene one is uh, boys at the bar. I'd say it's the boys having uh, having joking relations. Yes. And a little bit of a bet. Yes. There's always a bet involved. An exact fifty dollar bet, which let's talk about. More we've later. seen those before. Uh, and then we have a second scene, which is a little bit later. Yes. We have we have sad shoe. That's scene two. Sad, sad shoe scene two. Sad shoe scene two. Sad shoe scene two. And then, and we, then we have the the bedroom. And then we have the the morning after. Well, that's the bedroom. We don't see the we night in the bedroom, do we? We no, we don't. No, we just see the morning after. Yes, we just see the morning. We just, yeah. <laughs> You've been studying these five minutes. I think that's a question you should be able to answer. <laughs> I mean, no, I just, I doubted myself for a moment there because you talked about the bedroom in the morning after as if they were two separate scenes. Um, no, I said the bedroom. Colon. The colon the morning out. Uh, semicolon. Semicolon. Apostrophe. Apostrophe. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's basically what you have here. So it's, it's, it's a one-act play. I mean, this it, I'd say there's no reason that you feel you need to watch in the context it's, of the rest of the movie. It's a it's, regular Philip Glass loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> so, okay, the main part of the scene, I would say, let's talk about the first part first. Yep. It's the and, na and naturally. The naturally. Uh, oh, the natural. The natch. Uh, is that a is that a baseball movie? The natural? Yeah. Uh, you should have had your aunt talk about it because it features a score by Randy Newman. Excellent. Well, that's a, that's a different aunt. That's not the ant we had on last episode. I just assume all your ants are... All my ants are, are very similar. I get them confused sometimes. Yeah. Okay. But the first part of this, the, yes. the bedding scene, it's the boys back together. The bar boys back together. The bar together. boys. Yes. And not only Brian Flanagan, Douglas Coughlin, but the three bar buds. Yeah. Oh, we have, oh, my God. We have, we have Blue Shirt Man, but he's wearing a yellow shirt. Yes. I missed that until just now. Yes. Whoa. So, so let's talk, because I think this is worth Blue talking Blue slash yellow shirt guy. <laughs> okay. So in a previous scene, and you can see this in episodes 9 and 10 of, of Earful, mm -hmm. uh, we've had three 
uh, they're called tourists in the closing credits. Oh. And they're sitting together, although two of them are always talking to each other, and then one is always sitting next to them. And reacting. <laughs> and never see, are, is he friends with the other two? Um, I mean, we, you're friends in the sense of you all go to the same bar while on vacation, apparently every night. But if this is a clock, they were all sitting between about 10 and midnight. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. It's not. Okay, here's a question for you. Yeah. Is it a coincidence that they're sitting together again? Or are they Ah, uh, that is a good question. <laughs> it's a great question. Um, I'm going to say... Well, it's a coincidence in the sense of, like, you have a good time at the bar with some bar buddies. Next day, you're thinking, what do I do tonight? Blue Shirt Man did not interact with them at all. He was turning <laughs> his back to them. Blue Shirt okay. Man was about... Blue Shirt Man is just hanging out at the bar. But he was sitting at 10, and then you had Stouter Gentleman, which I'll say through the names, James Eckhouse... I called him Large large Guy. I called him Large okay, Guy. Okay, well, let's determine names. Yeah. Blue Shirt Man is the act. The actor is James Eckhouse. So, James. Everyone would know. No, Eckhouse. Eck. How about Eck? Uh, what about X? I think... Like X versus 7. No, Blue Shirt is Eck. Eck. Okay. Yeah. Like, like Ecto Cooler. Um, like that was exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Like Ecto Cooler. Okay. Then you have Peter Boyden. That's the other actor. That's the Stouter Man. Oh, okay. He's, Boyd. He's like the the poor man's Peter. Well, one Boyle. of them doesn't one of them get called a name by someone? Is he Paul? Paul. One of them has to be Paul. Uh, right. Is he Paul? Or is Paul the other bartender? I think Paul might. Be, he's not in. <laughs> even though we've, even though our summary writer heard Paul, it's not. <laughs> it's not in the script. Not well, not on the closed caption. Maybe our summary writer knows something we don't. Yeah, James uh, James Eckhouse. He's a person who later is a nine zero two one zero. Right. Shirt man. Yes. Yeah. And Eck. the most incredible. Oh, it, it, Eck is perfect because he's the best extra. Wow. Okay. So blue steel shirt man guy is definitely Eck. Stout gentleman. Stout gentleman is Peter Boyden, uh, or Boyd, or I think we call him. What what was that name again? Uh, Paul. 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 I don't I know. Think Paul's I the third guy. I don't like this. Okay. Uh, I you can look up by the way. I'm not positive it's Peter Boyden, except that he was known for paint, playing Pierre Salinger. Uh, so look up Pierre Salinger JFK. Pierre Salinger. Like JD, but Pierre JFK. Yep. Mm-hmm. And look up photos of this person. So look up images. I I opened the Wikipedia article. Oh wow, very similar. So I believe that that must be that must be Stoutman because he looks a lot like him. Wow, and, and he played him the, in nineteen eighty. Oh, he was a United States senator. Whoa, not the actor. Oh, oh, he just played him. He played him in a movie uh, about GFK. And I thought looked, you were saying Pierre Salinger was in Cocktail. No, ah, uh, that would be great though, huh? Um, so that is uh, Peter Boyden. So uh, what are we calling him? Boyd? I think Boyd. Boyd, okay. Yeah. Eck and Boyd. Eck, and Boyd. The, and the last guy, I when I saw him, I thought he looked, you know, a little bit uh, like, a, like a young Mike Pence. Like, he has, ah. a, he has a weird kind of squinty, you know, like GOP face. And, oh, and, the uh, Pence squint. Uh, his name is Rathel Bean. That is a name. Wait, like, like, Ray, Ray, R A. Y R E A T H E L. Yeah. B E A N. Okay, well, Mr. Bean. Yeah, so, uh, which by the way, the bean. most. I think Bean, just Bean. The most notable thing he's ever done, which I looked this up, he played. You know Gary Trudeau and Doonesbury? No. It's, 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 it's a politically based comic I know strip. Doonesbury. 
Oh, you said a name in Doonesbury. No, the uh, the author of Doonesbury is Gary Trudeau. Oh, well, I don't I don't know that person, but I know Doonesbury, the comic. Yes. Yeah. Well, Rachel Bean and the Doonesbury Break crew, they put out this record, which went along with the off-Broadway uh, cast of the of of Rap Master Ronnie. Hmm. So he plays... Wait, Rap Master Ronnie? Isn't yeah. that the... Well, let me just play a bit of it. Now knows dancing feet. This is This is good. This is Rathel. Isn't Rapmaster Ronnie the YouTube channel that had that Lime in the Coconut song? Nope, that's Wiz Rap Kitty Cat. Great. <laughs> so that's, I think, interesting that uh, the person we see there that on the right, nice. he looks like Ron Reagan a bit. And he actually played Ronald Reagan. Who doesn't? Exactly. So Rathel... He played Ronald Reagan? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rathel, right there, he played Ronald Reagan on an off-Broadway play written by Doonesbury Man, and he rapped as Ronald Reagan on the Oh, that's what that is. Ah, yes. Okay. Is it fair to say that being an extra in cocktail is a ticket to stardom? I'd say in 100% of the cases, yes. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Which is why they really tried so hard. That's As extras. They, Rathel, they Rathel knew tried. that was their one chance. So, Rathel Bean. Okay, we got Eck, we got Boyd, we got Bean. We got Eck, Boyd, and Bean. Eck, Boyd, and Bean. Eck, Boyd, and Bean. So, that's a, that's a three. The gruesome threesome. Uh, and uh, they're they're great guys. It's going to be very loud once it stops being crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good thing to say about anything, really. Uh, maybe I should normalize this, but I don't. So, before Boyd and Bean... So, originally, uh, in, in, in segments 9 and 10... Between 10 and 12 o'clock on the clock, mm-hmm. they were all sitting there, mm-hmm. and the order was Eck Boyd Bean. Sure. Now- E-B-B. That's not helpful. Let's do the last K-D-N. For Perfect. That's going to be not confusing at all. <laughs> but now they're sitting basically between, and this is 12, by the way, but they're now sitting on a clock between 5 no, and not. 4. The way we look at the bar, does that sound right to yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And they are sitting now in the order Eck Bean Boyd. K-N-D-B-B. <laughs> so I'm just saying, and originally Eck is looking off to yeah. the left. He's, yes. He's faking talking to people, looking in the camera, and generally, but he has his back. Being a great extra. Back to Boyd, and Boyd and Bean are talking. Mm. Uh, and now, but they're bar buddies. I mean, sometimes you don't you don't have to look directly at the people you're bar buddies with all the time. But no, but now look at Boyd and Bean. Yeah, they're Boyd, one, peas Boyd in a and pod. beans are buds. Beans and beans in a in a they're, bean they're, husk. They're two beans and a boy. Two beans and a boy. <laughs> so I mean, they're loving it together. I mean, they are so happy. Well, especially uh, Boyd. Boyd is so happy. Yeah, I mean, and he loves Coglin's jokes. I'll tell you that much. He is, is so into Coglin's jokes. Isn't it very funny though that uh, their most famous roles? Boyd is most famous playing f- uh, a, a Democratic, uh, you know, basically uh, uh, a character in the JFK administration. Yeah, and 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 Bean is best known for playing Ronnie Reagan. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Uh, so, but Eck, by the way. He yeah. doesn't seem to be in on this conversation. He is mostly staring off into the distance sitting next to Bonnie. Eck is a loner. Eck comes back every night just to drink. <laughs> but he always sits next to his buds. Well, near. Near. Not next. Near. Who? Okay. So, do you think they're all equally buds? Or do you feel that no. Boyd and Bean feel like Boyd and the Bean are the are Yes, Boyd and Bean are best of friends. And Eck is a bit of a third wheel. I think so. Yeah. He's even out of the shot. Most of these shots, Eck is over just off screen. It's weird. 
Very weird. But Boyd and Bean, they they really uh, they glow here. Uh, we can talk about their, how their clothes change. Blue shirt man, that is Eck, is now now yellow shirt. Now man. yellow a Hawaiian shirt man. Look yep. at him right there, just just silent. He's next to the rich lady. Do we call her rich lady? Or do we call her Bonnie? Do we have? Do we know her name yet? We know your name if if we listen to uh, if we read the book. That's does well, that uh, that might count. Well, yeah. do we know Shu's name in the book? She doesn't. She's not in the book. Okay, got it. All right, yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we call her. Yeah, Bonnie. Bonnie. Yeah, she's okay, Bonnie. 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 Uh, and hey, Bonnie, Bonnie. Boyd was in a white shirt. Now he's also in a white shirt with stripes. And uh, Bean was in a red and white striped shirt that looked pink from the distance. Now he's in a red shirt. Okay, it's good to know these things. It's great to know these. It helps the audience know uh, what kind of what kind of men they are. Yeah. So let's talk about what they talk about. So, okay, so big, big picture. What happens here? Big picture. Flanagan, Coglin. We when we watched this the first time, I think we thought two friends ribbing each other a bit. They're ribbing each other, but they're mostly ribbing the women they know, and they're mostly saying very hey, condescending. The your wife, she is easy, and she's cheating on you. And Coglin says, "Hey." Every woman you've been with is is poor and stupid, stupid, which is really not true. I mean, okay, to go back in time, he has known him only to be with Coral. Coral. He knows like some of the TJ Friday's bar staff liked him a bit, but they were never together. No. And Coral... Coral owned a brownstone in Brooklyn. She was doing very well for herself. She was doing extremely well for herself. She had a she had a jacuzzi tub in the bedroom, in the bathroom, in the wherever the hell that was. Which I think is not only uh, a sign of affluence, but it's also very smart. Uh, uh, okay, and, and, okay, and then Shu has no evidence of being poor. In fact, she's on vacation in Jamaica and an exclusive resort, an exclusive resort with her gal pals, with, gal- <laughs> <laughs> with her champagne drinking gal pals. Exactly. Yeah, the bubbly so, stuff. No evidence of her being poor. She's also very well dressed. Yeah. Um. And 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 then neither is dumb. No, I mean Coral. She fell for the Coglin uh, gambit of saying. I'm going to have you shame Brian for letting him know that you slept with Brian by you sleeping with me, which is weird. I mean, and but who I could mean, blame her? I wouldn't. I mean, wouldn't we all? <laughs> she knew what she was doing. I think that clearly. I th- I think that the the thought process is a bit baffling. What the what 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 it was trying to prove? But I'd say it was. She knows what she's doing, and she's she's competent and capable, and also a magnificent photographer. Oh, her photos are on Rolling Stone. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, the cover of Rolling Stone. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, it's so Conklin <laughs> is kind of having these, like, empty insults here. <laughs> but um, it's... They have very... Okay, so big picture. Big picture. The tone, they start off being, I think, very jovial and joking, but they are, at different measures, unsettled by the conversation, and they are really going for the jugular. Yes. And I think the more you watch this, and the more times you watch this, the more you realize that there is a slow reveal and basically real wounds being opened here. Yes. The 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 turning point for me was there's a there's a point where Flanagan um calls Coglin something. Um no 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 it's after that. Um Well let's listen. You know what they say about sexual vanity in men over forty? It's a first sign of senility. Please try to keep your envy in check. 
Envy. He's my protege. I told him all I know. Together with the token might get me on a subway. <laughs> you can only take a guy so far. I like how Coglin laughs at that line. Biology is destiny. Ah, the old philosopher. <laughs> you see, there are two kinds of people in this world. The workers and the hustlers. The hustlers never work and the workers never hustle. Let's and get you, back to this. Let's, let's talk about the worker. This is it. God knows I've tried to beat that instinct out of him, but it's there ingrained in your immigrant blood. Look how tasty your cocktails are. Good how clean you keep your bar. Why, man, you actually take pride in your work. I do not. That's is he or isn't hold on. he a great bartender? Of the best. Yeah. This. See, they love you. Right here. Listen, Bozo, if you think I'm stuck... Listen, Bozo. Listen that's Bozo. the part. Yeah, listen, Bozo. When he calls him a Bozo, that's when it's at, when I think it gets serious. Oh, no, you, yeah. you are... He, that's him recovering and being glib. When he's really unsettled, and this is my key line, yes. he's like, okay... I, I Where did that go? I feel... They're right here. They're both here. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they... I, I think we should have cut down the first minute. This is like a three-minute conversation. We yeah. can't play half of it. Well, we can. A, <laughs> we and can. we just did. Okay, so Coglin is always very uh he's very facile. He he can flow the words out of his lips. Sure. Like it ain't no thing. And and it, it it's it's very funny too. When he laughs When the morning comes. When the morning comes. And then the morning comes. And then the morning comes. That's a good name for this app because that's what happens next morning. It ain't no thing is in that, right? I'm not sure. Like, so it ain't no thing, and then the morning comes. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you to finish this so we can talk more about what's happening in the movie cocktail. Ah, here we go. The way that you walk, it's just the way that you talk, like it ain't no thing. What a great song. And every single day is just a fling. Then the morning comes. By far the best Smash Mouth song. Oh, it's so good. Magnificent song. Take your socks, shake them off. Duck, duck everybody, you're going to take... Th when when did these lyrics happen in this song? You are your foe, your friend, you are the paparazzi. And you do it again. And you do it. No, you are the tragedian. Tragedian? Tragedian. What? What? You are the tragedian. Oh, like, a tra like a tragedy. Tragedy, yeah. And the world's a craze, and the world's a phase, and the end is near. Is, that's a play on the world's a stage. The world's a craze? So push rewind just in time. Thank anybody. You're going to do it we again. We only have two hours. The way that you walk. We only have two hours. We have a, a lot <laughs> to talk about. I, I think we've, we've spent enough Smash Mouth time here. Okay. Ooh, Smash Mouth time sounds like a really good podcast. Okay. Uh, Coglin is fast out. Coglin is better... At, in talking, he's much better at talking than, than Flanagan is. Coughlin is better in talking. He's much better in talking. Uh, I mean, he can just let things... And it's very funny. The line of, it's like, uh, Oh, you give me a subway token, I can ride the subway. It's uh, a good line. <laughs> and then Coughlin... No, with that and a subway yeah, exactly. token, I can ride the subway, exactly. which is saying that his advice is he's worthless. He's worthless, yes. Yeah. Uh, and Coughlin starts talking, then he starts laughing. And it's great because also there, it's you can tell they they filmed this for a while because there's shot reverse shot mm. shot reverse shot in multiple setups. They have at least I think eight camera <laughs> setups. So yeah. they they really really took a lot of time uh, making this. Yeah. Uh, but they took a take in which Coglin starts responding, <laughs> starts laughing, but then he like 
calms himself, and then he just goes into this like this like pre-scripted thing about biology. Yeah, biology is destiny. Um, no, I love that moment because it's this moment of, and whether intentional or not, I mean, during the acting portion of it, during the editing portion, it's clearly an intentional decision to leave that in. It's great. Yeah, and it's, it's really good. It's this it, To me, it's this, like, Coughlin recognizing how silly the situation is in, like, laughing to himself. But then he gets serious but and then, goes for the yes. kill. And then he, and then he immediately... And it's suddenly yeah. he is so, so, so just on it. Okay, so let's just read this. You can... Okay, uh, you can only take the eye so far, then it's a question of biology. Biology is destiny. Uh, Coggan responds is, ah, the old philosopher, which is just... This bring- is a bad line. That's, he's he's <laughs> just giving bait to Carl. He's just saying, I'm not able to even work at your level in this. It, it, it's funny, stupid name-calling. He's kind of, he's, he's saying this entire thing is laughable. It's like, yeah. what are we doing here? We're just uh, we're just throwing out all these, these garbage it's, lines. It's the defense of some... It's, it's, it's the salvo from someone who's not able to keep up. Exactly, and then Coglin just goes back in full strength. He says, "You see, there are two types of people in this world: the workers, the workers, and the hustlers. The hustlers never work, and the workers never hustle. And you, my friend, are a worker. God knows I try to beat that Instagram, but it's ingrained in your immigrant blood. Look how tasty your cocktails are. Look how that's, co- a, that's the best. That's key line right there. <laughs> but okay, let me just talk about my key line. Look how tasty your cocktails are, and that's your backup key. That's your backup key. Line. I know, but I think I'm going to make it my main key line. Look how clean you keep your bar. Why, man?" You actually take pride in your work, and when you are said Ugh. that, what do you say to Ugh. that? If someone says, "Look it's at you," so yeah, I know. Oh God, what's this your is what's where your response? What's your my response, response would be like? Yeah, I do. I mean, it's it, you know, if you don't take pride in anything, what are you doing in, in the world, right? And what does what does Plantigan say? No, I don't. Says, I do not. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I do not. Oh, I get it. That's your and okay. he is so shaken. Line. Which, by the yeah. way, there is a great slow burn through all of this. There's this weird kind of rising smile <laughs> as Flanagan tries to show that he's. Oh, this is funny to me, and he is so bothered in the way that Cruz's the way face, that you walk. Cruz's face. Is always in the uncanny valley face. between looking real. I mean, Tom Cruise, the actor, his yes. face, it doesn't, it's not quite right. And whenever it's a bit <laughs> off. <laughs> Tom Cruise, the actor, his face, not quite right. Not, ain't quite right. No. I mean, and when it's unsettling and a weird thing, it is deeply, deeply weird to look at. And it plays to great advantage in these five minutes. Because like sometimes he looks, you know, like he's handled himself well, but when he goes over to Bonnie and looks her in the face, there's an extreme close-up of this weird, anxious, flop sweat smile he has, and he is desperate, and he doesn't realize how he's being played so much by Coglin, who's only here to ruin his life. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's <laughs> it's very funny that I mean, is Coglin does he? Is he actively just wants to ruin Flanagan's life in the most direct way possible? I mean, is that his goal? He, well, no. His I think his goal. I, mean, I think his goal is to have a buddy, a buddy, a buddy. Well, that ship has sailed. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think I think he's. he's I think so the, the, the buddy cruise has sailed. Yeah. And now he's now he's ready. Say, I found you. And I'm going to ruin you. I know I need to ruin you. Well, his, okay, his goal is to justify his own state of being. And part of that is... If in, I'm a broken person, if, yes. you have to be broken, too. Well, if I... Yes, exactly. If I'm... 
Uh, if I'm a, a a hustler and that's how I get by, I, and that's not no. that's not his main. I mean, part of his thing is the Coglin code of honor, and that's a way that he says, you know what, I exist and I am meaningful. It's because I have thought out, I have made this big system in the world in which I am not a failure. It's because yeah. I, I'm yeah, the best. Yeah, 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 that's fair. I'm and the you best can't, I you can can't go against that. I'm going to try and, if you try and go against that system, I'm going to try and tear you down. It's, it's a system where if you try, you've lost. Yes. <laughs> if you're if you're with any kind of, of woman who does not match the ideal Coglin woman, you've lost. There's all these different rules, and Coglin is playing a game, and most people would just say, like, I don't really care what you think, mm-hmm. but Flanagan is not really mature enough. Cares. I mean, he absolutely cares so much what Coughlin says because he has not really decided what he wants to be. Mm-hmm. His only goal in life is to be a millionaire for reasons he doesn't really understand. <laughs> he just wants respect, and Coughlin is the only person who remotely comes close to respecting him in a real way that he cares about. Yeah, Someone like Shu respects him too. Does she? Um, <laughs> does she? Shu just kind of hangs out. <laughs> I don't, she likes hanging out with him, seems yeah. like. Yeah. Um... I do so well. We can't talk about scene two yet, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah um, but I was okay. The first time I was watching this, I was looking at my, my notes the very first time I watched uh, Cocktail, and I said, "This is incredibly misogynistic." And I just like most movies when you drive the boy and girl apart, like they try to do it in some interesting, thoughtful way. Mm. And this movie just basically says, "I bet you can't sleep with some other woman," and he says, "Well, I'm going to." <laughs> <laughs> and it's that's a classic boy loses girl. <laughs> I mean, that's we had you know boy gets girl and then now we got boy loses girl. It's just incredible that like it's just so direct and so stupid. And the first time you watch it, it's like this is dumb, but you watch it now twenty more times in a row, and you realize actually it's very very smart. Yeah, I mean it's it's crushingly smart. I so, I mean, is anyone? It, is anyone rooting for for uh, Flanagan at this point? Like, where does that factor in? Who is the good? Who is the good people in this movie? Who who is the good people? Who is the good people? Um, who is singular? So that makes sense. Yes, I mean, Shu seems neutral. Shu's, but she's the cipher. She she is. Yeah. She is deficient as a human being insofar as that she gives herself to someone who does not deserve her time. That's true. That is true. Um, but whatever. I'm not going to judge. If she wants yeah. to spend her time with you, that's fine. Uh, I think Eck is great. <laughs> Eck is great. I mean, I'd say he has, he has that kind of charisma and the star power. Uh, he's arguably the protagonist of the movie so far. It might be. Yeah. Uh, Eck, Owen, Owen, Owen is incredible. Paul. I think Paul's the guy who's sweeping up afterwards. Paul's great. Yeah. yeah. I think this this is a movie defined by extras. <laughs> I mean, this is, a movie, this, is, this is the only movie that really celebrates extras. <laughs> I mean, when the main people in the movie... Except extras. Extras oh. did celebrate extras quite a bit, yeah. Um, is that that's a movie, right? Oh no, TV series. It's TV series. Yeah, it's a Ricky Gervais thing. Yes, it is. I've seen an episode of that about someone. Out of my league. Okay, so I've heard people say that uh, that Coglin is in fact a Nazi. Um. Okay, that's an interesting... Uh, and it's largely based upon the conversations in this sequence in which Coughlin, if not, you know, basically preaching racial superiority, certainly uh, 
has a statement of genetic, uh, basically oh, oh, biology is destiny. Yes. Uh, yeah. What does he say? He says like you can only get someone so far, and then beyond that, it's biology. Is that what he says? Yes. I mean, he he basically says that uh, between nature and nurture, I believed that I could turn this rough. This rough gem of Flanagan into a real person in the Coglin mold, and it turns out he's just fundamentally flawed because he's an immigrant. That is true. He does say he does say his immigrant blood, which is does he really he, say that? That's, he, he is an Australian living in America. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but it's <laughs> I will say this: like in the book, it's actually interesting. Uh, they're both Irish in the book, <laughs> and he calls Coglin like a black Irish, which is like that kind of like the real non-white kind of Irish. Okay. Uh, <laughs> And uh, so here you gotta you gotta do something. But I don't. You, you got the the lovely Australian. And it's very funny. A guy who is a a native-born New Yorker is being called an immigrant by an Australian dude. But it's, it works. It's absolutely so funny. And it's funny because Flanagan, not for a moment, even is smart enough to call him out on this. Yeah. He is so unsettled because, yeah. I mean. This entire like what what are Flanagan's biggest character flaws? Um, he he's is, aimless. He's what? He's aimless. Yeah, he's aimless. He is vain, he, uh, a bit. Um, he cares a lot about uh, what others think of him. Yes, that is, I'd say, his biggest is he cares a lot about what others think of him, and I think also he is he fails to he fails to chart a steady course. He Over gives time, up easily. Yes, he 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 takes the uh, he takes a sudden dip or a sudden rise as, as the end all be all, and pursues it or, or or avoids it as you know as if it were you know the the ultimate um, issue or opportunity, and he fails to see a long term trajectory to, toward toward a successful. He life. He certainly doesn't recover when anything. You know, he he finds any kind of dip to say, let's draw this to finality, wrap it up. Go to Jamaica. Is he self-destructive, or is it just kind of things happen to him, and he just... Well, I think his speech in the last episode is pretty, like, indicative of him being self-destructive, right? He talks about how the nights turn into days, and all of a sudden it's just one big party, and you don't know what's what anymore. He says, like, when you finish bartending... After a long night, it's not that you are tired. It's, it's you're, party time. You're you're amped up, and then you want to party. It's like that's that's weird. Yeah, a I little. Mean, I mean, it's I think it's odd. Well, but I mean, it's being. I mean, these. I'm guessing that was a line that came from Haywood Gould, a bartender. But I mean, the the Coglin in the book is a different sort of because he is a bit further in life, mm. and he is definitely... Wait, the Coglin or the Flanagan? Uh, sorry, the, the Flanagan, Flanagan of the book. And they're both a bit older. Yeah. I'd mean, say shift them both about 15 years. Okay. Um, I mean, and they're both... It's interesting in the book. They're both aspire to literary goals. Sure. In this, <laughs> there is no, there's no real artistic... No, they're, they're looking for the money. They're looking for the money because it's much no more And there's no money in books. Unless you're Stephanie Meyer. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what do they value? They value the certain... I mean, I'd say Coughlin values the certain... When you're in a time and a place, and you are the best person for that time and place, there's a moment of glory that you reach just in being in that idealized moment. And that is... Uh, that is, uh, I, I think, the the ideal moment. It reminds me of the uh, the idea of slack, the kind of uh, you know 
humorous <laughs> philosophy. I don't. What? Don't. I'm, I'm just. I'm just trying to find reference songs. material for what they value. Don't play anything that's famous. No, <laughs> please don't do that. That's too famous. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna close these windows. Um, okay. So whoa. Um, so okay, we've got uh, we. This is scene two. Or sorry, scene one. Scene we are one. still. It's it's about four minutes. It's a long scene. Long scene. Um, uh, we've got a few more. I've got a few more notes. I have a for lot it. of notes. Okay. Um, when Coglin makes the bet, right, of whether he's whether Flanning is going to be able to get in with uh, this other woman at the bar, uh, he takes out a wad of cash. Yes. Hands. Planning in a fifty dollar bill from that wad of cash, which is odd that he's up front handing him the wager money. Mm. Is that odd? Uh, I mean, it sounds more like the fact that I bet you, and to show that it's a real bet, I'm going to give you fifty dollars. No, no, he he is basically showing it in front of Boyd and Bean to say they are vouching for the fact that I'm not lacking cash. Mm. This is real fifty bucks. Sure, but he pulls out this wad of cash, which I mean, conservatively. There's like maybe 200 bills in that in that one. He's doing well for himself. He's got. I mean, 200 times 50 is ten thousand dollars in cash. You could say he probably didn't need to do that, but maybe it just it adds showing Flanagan yeah. that he's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think I I wrote finally Flanagan's going to get his fifty dollars back from the sure. previous bet. Fifty dollars from two previous bets. Um, let's, lost, let's run through the he, bets. He lost fifty dollars playing basketball. Yep. Oh, and then he gained it. Well, he's gonna try and gain he, it. He got it back by betting. Coglin lost fifty dollars playing basketball. Yes, and then Coglin gained it back by sleeping with Coral. <laughs> yes, by basically eliminating their relationship. Is it? Do we know if uh, Flanagan ever actually pays him the fifty dollars back? What there was because it negated the first bet. Oh, no money had right. No money hands. changed hands. Okay, yes, I think it. it went on a debit originally. Yes, and he said afterwards, yes. like I bet you'll be you'll be you know Dumpsville. Yeah. in two weeks. It's like okay, if not, then I'll pay you the fifty. So if anything else, he got float for two weeks on this whole. Original so bet. so for this bet, then they're I mean he's paying up front to ensure that this actually yeah to show that everything's on the up and up plus show off his wad of cash. Sure. Okay, but let's talk more about uh, about racism. Um, I was going to say let's talk more about the drinks in the bar and the drinks that are ordered and and poured. Well, but okay, in the first let's talk part, about racism. In sure. the first part of scene one, there's mm. pina coladas being poured. Um, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't. I mean, that does make sense. That, that's that what drink those are. Shape and that the makes color. sense. Those think, are what they are. Yeah, I, think, I, I wrote two cream colored slushy drink in hurricane glass. That's what uh, a lot of times you used to see that on a on a on a menu. <laughs> Cream colored slushy drink. And then they thought of the name pina colada and yes. then they took off. Yes. Um okay, that's good. Um and so those are served to two people. Coglin. Yeah. And um and and Bean. Flanagan. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. It? Bean already has a cream colored oh, slushy drink. Actually, Bean and Boyd are drinking red stripe. No, well, one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, never mind. It's the guy next to him. I think that has a. Or, well, we should investigate. We need but, to investigate. No, no. I mean, I, so yeah. Be, well, one of Bean or Boyd is drinking a red stripe. The other one, I think, is just drinking a beer in a pint glass without a can. So we don't know what beer it is. Hmm. And then I believe one other person is drinking what I now believe is a pina colada. And then Flanagan serves a pina colada to. Coglin and then holds the other one in his hand and drinks it. 
He makes two at a time. Just friends drinking drinks. Yeah, exactly. So here we go. We're looking at the bar now. Oh, there's a shot on the bar too. Oh yeah, that's like a shot glass. Yeah, full of rum or something maybe. Uh, like a like a boiler maker. Like a boiler maker. So you're right. Those look a lot like pina coladas. Yeah. Now interesting. Coglin drinks his with a straw. Flanagan, no straw. Uh, straw band. Straw band. Who? Yeah. Was this the was this the precursor to the straw band? Yeah, Flanagan cares a lot. They about They said nature. it's irresponsible to have straws in this movie. Yes. So yeah, see, there's one beer in more like a tulip glass almost. It's got a stem on it. Yeah, and that's what Boyd is drinking. And, and Bean and has Bean. another beer of the same variety. There's two red stripe. Oh, you're empty right. Bottles. Those are the same glass. They're, oh, there's two red stripe bottles on the bar. Yes. Okay. So they're All both right, from red stripe, but Bean also has a, a shot okay. of something dark, probably whiskey. You might as well order a shot. <laughs> nice. Okay. So let's then. Okay, let's talk racism real quick, and then I want to get back to drinks. This is earful of cocktail on KSU Stanford. We're talking racism. Uh, Unless you're listening on the podcast, and then and we're then not. We're, we're, then we're not. <laughs> so, I mean, it's getting under Flanagan's skin of saying Flanagan. You have everything. Flanagan. Flanagan. I mean, Flanagan. For all the things that he can't do to to basically reach the ideal of what Coughlin demands of him, and which Flanagan values for some reason is that, one, he's not loyal enough. That's the main kind of thing that pops up again and again is, you know, Flanagan, you're disloyal. Flanagan, you've done me wrong. You didn't really subscribe to my method and really dedicate yourself to it. And this bothers Flanagan because it, it is true. He doesn't commit. No. And then secondly is now he's saying, not only do you not commit, but really you never had a chance because you are, you know, a lowly Irishman. That it, yeah, so that's <laughs> maybe taking it a step too far. But he, but I mean, to to say not let's look at these particular races, but saying there are the worker race and the hustler race. Not only did you not figure out how to be a hustler like me, Douglas Coughlin, mm. but in fact, in your genes, you will always be a worker, and that's why you're so pathetic. And I'm going to laugh at you now, and I'm laughing at you at the place that you think you want to be. You want to be where I am, which is I have a millionaire wife, and I'm just relaxing with, you know, Boyd and Bean. So it is an interesting twist on the whole, you know, the, the whole immigrant stereotype, right? Because it's, it's you are, you're an inferior immigrant because you are working too hard? That's a class. I mean, a gentleman, mm. the, the better people are people who don't work. That's no, but the, isn't it the whole, isn't it the, oh, but they, they like can't you know they'll never be as good as we are because they're too lazy or no, whatever. that's like a reagan a... thing that's a reagan thing. that's a ray okay well but like back in the day the i goal... mean we've got reagan in this film absolutely the goal back in the day of being a gentleman is live well never work a gentleman die a gentle gentleman <laughs> die owing a lot of debt you know because if you die owing a lot of debt you've you've done the right thing i see yeah okay so, take that to heart Exactly. I mean, and I think that in this case, that, you know, uh, Coughlin, he has become a landed gentry. He He's with someone who owns half of Manhattan. Yes. And uh, he never has to work again, and he's living the good life. There, There is very much a 19th century and, and earlier feudal ideal of what a gentleman aspires to. And, and, and Flanagan, being a dirty immigrant, will never be a gentleman. Fair. Okay, so that is one. Is he a Nazi? Uh, Coughlin? Yeah. Coughlin is... Well, I mean, is he a Nazi? No. Does he actually believe is he, this? Does he believe this? 
Mm, probably also no. I mean, I think he's he's grasping for insults. <laughs> he, he just wants to bother him, and he is. Yeah, yeah and he, and he finds the insults that do really bother him. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and and so in that in that sense, he succeeds in his goal. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's cer- certainly not. I I don't think it's not the a line of attack, no matter how effective, that you know I, I would consider to be appropriate. Let's watch next time around. Let's watch the Flanagan slow burn because I think it's so, so wonderful. And then we'll move on to part two here. Sure. This this is not. This is run for the shelter. Yeah, there's run. there's the small uh, uh, third scene. Sure. Wow, you, nice. You're getting well prepared over there on that computer. I am so prepared on this computer. You have no idea. We've yeah. got everything we need on this computer. Um, okay, so... Um, so well, I will notice one more thing, yes. uh, which is I was uh, rereading the uh, paper by David Graeber about joking relations. The, Gra- the Graeber paper. The Graeber paper. Mm. Uh, it's right, let me, let me look up the uh, the title. Manners, deference, and private property. No, is it? Yeah, manners, deference, and private property. No, no, you uh, can answer. Or elements for a general theory of hierarchy. And it talks a lot about how people in society never treat each other as equals. In certain ways that you apply it on others, there are societies in which people actually need to look at each other and start making fun of each other because mm. that's the stations are in. And that is very much what's happening here. Yeah. Okay, so now Flanagan, confident. He is, he is, he has a good burn. Yeah, great burn. Coglin is always serene, so let's not even... We, I told him all I know. Please keep your envy in check is not that good of a comeback, <laughs> though. And and yet, Boyd <laughs> is way into it. So yeah. The confidence Holt makes it work off. Flanagan ah, is thinking... Here it is. <laughs> Grinning. Two kinds of people in this world. The workers and the hustlers. Look at this smile. Hustlers Look never at work his and smile. The workers never hustle. And you, my friend, are a worker. God knows I've tried to beat that instinct out of him, but it's there ingrained in your immigrant blood. Look how tasty your He's fuming. Are. Look how clean you keep your bar. Why, man, you actually take pride in your work. He winks. I do not. <laughs> oh. I do not. 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 His, um, his smile comes out like this weird, half dinky little smile. Yeah. And now he can't talk, and he is just flopping. He's given this fake smile, and he is just hooked. And he will do. It sounds so stupid. He does it, but he is just not present anymore. He has to take the bet because he's a broken person. It's very, very funny how real this is. Okay, the bet. That's Bonnie's success. Out of my league? Out of my league? Well, she just happened to be here checking me out the other Look night. Look how suave he is. He's back Maybe in control. Or so he thinks. <laughs> you know what it'd take to make a score on a smart woman like that? You'd have to get over on her, her managers, her lawyers, her trustees, her maid, and her tennis coach. <laughs> I've been training for this my whole life. Well, <laughs> he thinks it looks cool. 50 bucks. Nice wad. Yeah, he's, just show, he's just showing off. Yeah, he is. Gentlemen. All 50s. That's a bet. You guys are in on this. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. They were. I mean, they were going to not be cool. Thankfully, he told them to be cool. I'd say with wingmen like Boyd and Bean and Eck, you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. Eck is cool. Okay, so now we're... All right, now we're into... Juice of love. Into the awkward close-up section. Trust me when I tell you that it is nothing short of spectacular. 
Excuse me, do I have f me written on my forehead? Does she? <laughs> I can't see a thing without my contacts. That's a good line. It is. I like that line a lot. That, and that's how he... he basically, he... He... <laughs> and then he tosses the lit lighter to her. He recovers and he basically scrambles to do the best he can. And he wins the game, not realizing he's playing the wrong game. Which yeah. works. I mean, the amount of suspense in the game's play here is absolutely effective. Um... Uh, Okay, so what do we want to talk about the Bonnie scene? Uh, I would like to talk about the drink aspects of it, but that's... Sure, I have, I have a lot to talk about here. The book is actually... Has Bonnie. You will like what... what the, the book is Bonnie Rich. The book is, is Bonnie Rich. Bonnie Rich. Uh, <laughs> crushing. I wanted to hear this in the Paul. Next time. Next time. Okay, so Bonnie sits down. By the way, she she. Do you see like what she's wearing? It's very weird. She's wearing like a shawl, like a green shawl. <laughs> it's like a it's like a nice silk handkerchief. Yeah. But she's wearing it's a, beach wear. She's wearing like a bikini bottom. She sure. Is, she is topless, but she's wearing like these mm. diaphanous, flowing. Like two layers of like a shirt and like a flowing cape, hmm. and then she has like these weird flowing pants, and they're all like uh, like uh, some sort of dark dark green like house plant. Ah. It's it's a weird R- it's R- a, rich women clothes. <laughs> exactly, it's a very weird pattern. It has a lot. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with the with the vibe she puts out, which we'll talk about more later. But she sits down and she has one thing in mind: ordering a drink. Ordering a drink. And what does she order? A vodka on the rocks with a squeeze of lime. That is true. That's exactly what she does. Yep. Uh, but the question is, that's not what Flanagan's going to give her. And this is a repeat, a repeated theme. Yes. When when women order drinks from Flanagan, yes, he does not give them what they ordered. No, because he is a bartender, not a bar obeyer. Apparently. So, I mean, Coral, earlier in the movie, Coral yes. orders <laughs> two orgasms. Yes. Does not receive them. No, not gets, immediately. Not immediately. Gets what? What does he serve her instead? Some blue drink with something. Something. Yeah. yeah who knows? Didn't look good. Not okay. Memorable. Now, this is memorable. now, Shu ever? Shu ordered. Shu knew what to do. Really. Shu knew what to do. Shu ordered a beer, and it's very hard for him to not give her a beer if she orders it. Yeah. He said, "You want one my of my rum specialties?" Woman. And she said, "No, a beer." And he had to give her a beer. She stuck with the brew. Yes, she stuck. She stuck with the brew. That is a real lesson. That's that is a, that's such a lesson. Anyway, so she's the first person to stick with the brew. Um, but so I mean, if she had said like, "Oh yeah, I'll take a rum and blah blah blah," he would have probably said, "No, I'll give you a rum and blah 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 blah." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he needs to be in control, and yes. ordering a beer is the only way to to keep in your control. Yep. Yeah, because it's a beer is pretty hard. The beer is going to show up. It's going to be a beer. It's very hard for him to do anything to that beer. And you have to respect a beer. You have to a beer order. You have to respect, and he does. If you order a vodka, a vodka on the rocks with a squeeze of lime, which is not hard to make, it's also not. He doesn't respect it. It's like I mean, it's not an exciting drink. It's not a good drink. It's not a good drink. It's not an exciting drink. It's not really even a drink. It's not really a drink. What orders vodka on the rocks with a squeeze of lime? Elsewhere in the book, he describes vodka on the rocks as. Uh, oh, it was later as gin on the rocks as the sign of the true alcoholic to drink gin, gin 
from the whale on the rocks. Yeah. And vodka is on the rocks is not that different. It's it's a tasteless liquor. Yes. That you Well, no, it's different in that sense. I mean, it's yeah. even it's like there's even less of a drink there. Yes. Um no. So okay, so yes, that's exactly. So she orders that. He does not respect it. Instead, he he doesn't even confirm. He just starts pouring for her. Yes. A jus d'amour. Jus d'amour. Jus d'amour. Juice of love. Yes. Which you know the ingredients of a juice of love. There's an entire paragraph about how he makes the juice. Really? Because I recorded what we see in the movie. Sure. So you want to start with the movie recipe yeah, or the start, book recipe? Let's start with, let's, let's Here's my movie reconstructed first. movie recipe. And, and our drink of the yep should probably be the juice of love. Just throwing that out there. Sure. Okay. Here's my movie recipe. Movie's a wrap. Uh, it is uh, fresh fruit right off the vine, also known as sour mix. <laughs> um, and Bacardi white rum. Yes. Uh, into a glass with crushed ice. Yep. Or ice, I can't really tell. If cracked ice. We'll say cracked ice. Um, fresh fruit right off the vine, a.k.a. sour mix, plus white rum in equal proportions into a glass with cracked ice. Yeah. With a float of martini sweet vermouth. <laughs> Is that really what he pours yes. to this? Holy God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. That's terrible. I know. I don't even know what that is. I just assumed it was grenadine. No. It's, I mean, unless it could, I mean, it's not red enough to be grenadine. And Martini doesn't make grenadine as far as I know. I mean, maybe they well, do. Okay, but, let me look this next time around. But it looks, it, it, I mean, he has Martini sweet vermouth bottles on his bar. Yeah. And the bottle in his hand that he pours into, I, I paused it and looked at it. Yeah. The bottle that he pours into her Judo more. Is is definitely definitely says martini on it. So so I'm gonna read I'm gonna read from the book right now. Uh, so I'm also f- gonna search for juice of love drink recipe, and we have it on the fourth. Oh, a love juice cocktail. Does no, that count as the same thing or not? Well, just re- listen to me, and you will actually hear more than you pos. You you will be very satisfied with the description here. Sure. On the fourth visit, she made it up to the bar. Now she was wearing a straw On hat. On the fourth visit, she made it up to the bar. That's correct. Now she was wearing a straw hat and a lacy camisole over a fire engine red leotard bathing suit. She had a thin gold chain around her neck, no wedding band, no white ring around her fourth finger where she might have slipped it off, a gold Dunhill lighter, and a package of players. She looked Parisian. Someone's kept woman off in a fling. Très chic. She never should have opened. Trey Chic. <laughs> Trey Chic. That's in italics. She never should have opened her mouth. Vodka tonic, please, with a squeeze of lime. Different drink. Vodka tonic. That's an actual drink. Yes. I mean, it's. I'm. So I guess they feel like it's it's a bit too subtle here. That that's a bad drink, and they make it even worse for the movie. Or maybe he just regretted I, the fact that. I mean, been- was vodka on the rocks with a squeeze of lime a bad drink in the eighties? It's it's a bad drink now. It's a bad drink then. It's always a bad. No, drink. No, I mean not objectively. I mean by eighty standards. It's it's the bare minimum. I guess it would have been even worse in the eighties. Get me. I mean, vodka tonics at least let it last a while. Sure. Just get me liquor on the rocks is sure. a sign of. Just so get me drunk. Instead, give me vodka tonic, sa- sour mix, and sweet vermouth. Yeah. He describes her voice. It was Long Island Jewish, arrogant and unashamed. The kind of voice that could whine or yell but never be conversational. Okay. I mean, there. <laughs> I mean, it's a. Uh, may I remain? May, may I recommend a jus de mort? Uh, he says, tropical drinks are a ripoff in the city, but down here, everyone prefers them. The greens are are fresh. And they go through. Uh, she asks, right off the vine. Right off the vine. She asks what, what's in it. He says, tequila, Kool Aid, and a mold qualud. Uh, and that's a joke. 
Okay. And then he says, okay, what, what, what's really in it? He says, rum, assorted fruit juices, a melon ball, and a paper umbrella. And he says, I'll bet you make a good one. And then there's a nice paragraph about real craft. I'll make the best juice de more south of 14th Street. Fruit juices heighten the sugar in rum and leave the alcohol lurking in the palm fronds with a machete. The sheer volume of non-alcoholic liquid makes it hard to get drunk on these concoctions, which is why alcoholics avoid them. But I know a few shortcuts. That's not true in in real tiki drinks, but okay, go on. Well, I mean, if there's a lot of fruit juice, it's going to fill your stomach. No, no, I know, but in the the 80s it it was mostly fruit juice, a little bit of alcohol, right? Well, I mean, but he knows a few shortcuts. Okay, great. Let's in- go. Instead of the standard Jamaican dark rum we used, I threw in two ounces of Lemon Heart 151 proof <laughs> with a sprinkle of bar sugar to camouflage the bite. I added a gulp of mango juice, a swallow of pineapple guava extract that even the cockroaches scrupulously avoided, ubiquitous melon balls, and an orange wheel. A little grenadine added for color, a splash of triple sec on top, and you had the chemical equivalent of dry rot. We are gonna, we are going to construct that drink. Yeah, but we have to make our own drink. But well, it's, it, this is a that yeah. Okay. I don't. Th- I mean, I think that's research. I know material. we should make that drink. Yeah, guava powder. Is that what he said? Guava powder uh, of well, a, a swallow of a pineapple guava extract. Which I don't know if that means just concentrated or what. I'm not sure what extract. Means. I mean, I think we need to find some pineapple powder. Pi- pineapple extract and guava extract. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. So isn't that isn't that a good line? That's, that's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's I I wish that was you know it would have been that wouldn't have been too hard to work into the movie like and a, then we would have had some like actual cocktail. Would, would you like it if there was a narrative where he like hits a zen point and he just describes making a drink? Yes. But instead, instead of getting that, we get a lot of flashy barmanship. Well, the, the, flairmanship. I, I don't mind the flairmanship. It just would have been nice to see more flairnum. That's very good. Ship. Nice. Okay. Oh, um, one question. Yeah. I bet you won't get over the bar. What does that mean? I bet you won't get over the bar. I, I bet mean, you I, won't even get over the bar. Well, so, I mean, Does that just mean you will go down in flames and that's subjective? Or does over the bar mean anything you could adjudicate the bet with? No, I mean, she's... Crashed and burned on the first try. <laughs> How's the second well, one looking? They fell over with their legs in the air now. What <laughs> a little rough so far, but I'll let you know. Bartender. These are Top Gun lines. Nice. Okay. Excuse me. Um. So, what were we talking about? Oh, the get over the bar. No, it's just he's behind the bar. She's in front of the bar. He. We'll need to get over the bar in order to, you know, go home with her. What are the terms of the bet? Does terms he, of the bet. He needs to get over. He just goes back, immediately leaps over the bar, <laughs> keeps the $50, 50, and he's out. Runs off into the yep, ocean. Yep, that's it. That's it. He's done. I mean, does he actually have to consummate uh, it? To- that is the implication. So it's Over not- the bar is what we call in the business a euphemism. But the question is basically, do you have what it takes to seduce her? Not do you have what it takes to actually execute? Uh, I guess that's true. Uh, and it's not like Coughlin's following him to check. Or is he? Whoa. Um, I mean, basically, he needs to show to Coughlin, look, we're hitting off. Yeah. She's coming back with me. Yeah. The end. Done. I yeah. keep my $50. And then he gets the 50 and then happily ever after. Yes. Uh, when when uh, Flanagan thinks he's on top, he walks away... Does a match trick, 
It's a nice match trick. What do you he understand? Lights, he lights a match. He lights a match. He then sticks it in between the other matches in the matchbook. In one fluid, continuous yep. motion. Yep. And yep. then inserts it. He basically scratches it to, such that it's lit, and yep. then inserts it between the other matches facing up yes. somehow. Yes. And then he flings the book at her. Yes. With a lit match standing up in the middle of the book. It's in. It's it is it is by far the best, the 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 most sleight of hand Tom Cruise generates in this or uh, demonstrates. Is it in done this in one film. shot or is it done through a cut? I mean, let's let's watch it next time around. Is it a better trick than the trick where he puts a little straw on the edge of a blender and then it tips in? That one was good. It's a good trick. This one is better. This one doesn't involve drinks though. So on on balance, I would give it to that one. Yes. But it, I think in 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 terms of overall level of skill, this one is up there. So when you're watching the first time, I think Shu is more in your mind because you've been watching them together for a solid. 12 minutes at this point. Which is forever. Which is forever. In this movie, where nothing lasts longer than three minutes. But as we're watching it now, we have forgotten about Shu. We don't know who she is. Which is very similar to this. In their mind right here, Shu is basically a forgotten character. Yes. Uh, and it feels like, oh yeah, Shu, I used to know her a while ago. Yep. Uh, is You're just somebody that I used to know. <laughs> is it plausible that Flanagan has forgotten Shu at this point? Yeah. He hasn't forgotten her. He's got a memory. Yes. Yeah. He's just a little bit preoccupied with a lot of feelings at the moment. Do oh, we... I'm going to add absolute vodka to my list of... I made a list of all the things I saw in the bar. Again. Okay. So. Do we go to scene two? Um, do we go to scene two? <laughs> That's your go-to melody. <laughs> Uh, um, yes, we do. I think. Well, no. Should I talk about the drinks that's on the bar? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, so I, 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 I kept track of the drinks ordered and the drinks poured. Sure. Okay. Uh, and the drinks in bar. So I'm gonna go through all three of those, right? Yeah. Drinks in bar. Two Jim Beams. <laughs> J and B Scotch. Bowls. Something. Martini sweet and martini dry vermouth. Okay. Bacardi white rum. Bacardi gold rum. Roses lime. Absolute vodka. I watched a movie from 1937 from mm. Japan, a mm. Japanese movie from 1937, and there's a major thing of that 69 scotch mm. in the movie, which is really weird to see a like a scotch with an English label in a Japanese movie from 1937. I mean, that happened. Where else are they going to get scotch from? It's great. Make their own? It's, just no. a, it's kind of crazy they had scotch on. They don't have the peat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got the peat. We, we, we got the peat. <laughs> okay. Uh, then the morning comes. Okay, let's, okay, let's drinks see. ordered. I need to see, is this actually martini? Sweet vermouth. Get ready. It's quick. I had to pause. Right here. That's weird. I had to pause. Yeah. It looks too syrupy. I don't think it is. And I, I don't think I don't think that was... Uh, I don't think that was martini brand. It's like definitely martini. I mean, it's or, or it's something else that has T-I-N in the name. Yeah. Like uh, tin brand grenadine. Tin, tin, tin. Tin, tin. Tin, tin. The tin, tin slam. Okay. <laughs> oh, I need to get some Tim Tams. Uh, okay. Drinks ordered. So we went through drinks and bar. Drinks ordered. Only one. Vodka on the rocks with a squeeze of lime. And that was not received. Uh, drinks poured. Yep. Two cream-colored slushy drink, also known as... The Pines of Colada. The Pina Colada. Those are Flanagan and Coughlin. Then we've got a Judamore. Juice of Love, yeah, and that is to Bonnie. Bonnie, Bonnie. I wanted to say Debbie, and I knew that wasn't right, so I didn't say anything until you said Bonnie. Sure. And then uh, sadness. 
and then sadness. Yes. Sadness is served on the beach. Okay, let's hear. Ooh, that's a good drink name. He does Write say Paul. Down. He says, good night, Paul, and I think it's definitely the guy sweeping up. Paul's great. Yeah. Night, Paul. They're both drunk right now, so this is Bonnie. By the way, her clothes are weird. Well, it's just... It's a fashion statement. <laughs> she was like a clown. Uh, I mean, I won't say this in general. Bonnie does look like a clown. Isn't she a bit weird? She's like very I mean, heavy. she's cartoonish in certain ways. She has heavy 80s makeup. Mm. And she seems severe. She doesn't seem mm. pleasant to be around. What? Just double-checking if we named a drink uh, something on the beach before, and we have. Yes. Also, I like when you highlight something in a marquee element on a website. <laughs> <laughs> the highlight tracks with the element. It's great. It's really satisfying. I recommend going to earfulofcocktail.com slash cocktails, highlight one of the gigantic marquee elements that labels the drinks, and you, too, can enjoy a sliding highlight. I, I heard a rumor that the uh, WC3 uh, has checked out our website and has uh, now recommended marquees because they now realize how good it can be. I'm surprised they would ever not. Yeah, I mean, marquees are probably the best uh, HTML element. HTML element? HD Melamont. Very good. Ooh, that'd be a great name. If your name was HD Melamont. Would it be a good name? Yeah. You're like, I'm HD Melamont? I know a guy named HT. He was sure for Hometown. Hometown Melamont. Hometown Melamont. Okay, so then Shu goes onto the beach, and she's sad, and we get a call back to a song we heard many, many minutes ago, Run for the the Shelter. So this is, I think, fantastic. Which, right now, it feels like forever ago. Yes. But when you're watching this, it happened less than five minutes ago. True. And and it's just it's so crushing. Yes, because it's the it's their it's their song. That was their song. That was their song. That was their love song. Jimmy Cliff wrote it for them. They're having a great time with it, and it's and it's fading in on the beach as she's crying, and it is just devastating. I I rewatched that. You know, she was like wearing like she took off her top. Yeah, it actually was. She was wearing a one piece. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, that's true. That's weird. How did she take off her top and fling it? Did she take off she, her entire thing? Mm, she must have been dressed differently she, for the waterfall. No, no. This is as she's going into the waterfall. Look look at uh, look at our website and look at the descriptions page, and you'll see a shot of her going into the waterfall. Is that what yeah. we're hosting? What, oh, I knew, I did know there was a, sh- a shot of the waterfall. I didn't know. Wait, wait, wait two minutes. I know. Wait, wait for all the incredibly <laughs> large images on our website to load. Yeah, we I'm, we I'm getting to, there. We need to re- redo we, this. We need to optimize. Okay. okay. See her right there? Wow, she's wearing one piece. Well, no, that could still be a... Well, she, it could be just a weird two-piece. No, she... Well, one frame ahead, you can see yeah. the whole thing. It's a Maybe she's wearing something under the one piece. I think she had scissors and she cut it in half. That could only be... That could be the thing that makes... I think it's a goof. So I think that when you, when you play the song... It's about her remembering the past. Um, that's my theory. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, what that's my theory. Yeah. Oh, we forgot something very important just before we move on. Sure. The Jew de Took my Jew for 25 seconds. Let's, okay. Really quick. So back to the drink that um, that uh, Flanagan makes for uh, Debbie. Is it is it um, problematic that we're saying Jew de Moore so much in, after reading a line about Bonnie, which is... On the in Debbie. the neighborhood of being anti-Semitic, uh, it's that's French. Yes, but it sounds like you're saying Jew. Oh, I mean, it did autocorrect to Jew when I searched for it, but I also spelled it wrong. So, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, 
that's interesting. I mean, because she has like very kind of like New York Jappy kind of stereotypes. That's in the book, though, right? Yes, it is in the book. But yeah. also, I'd say her general vibe. No, is I mean, very... in that it's not in the movie. I, I in don't the movie, think... she's just she's just like a rich woman. But she does seem like she's kind of like a New York Jappy scene. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Judamore. Yeah. Ju. Yeah. As in juice sure. of love. So I searched. I googled it. Um, I'm just saying how problematic it is. Sure, very problematic. Sure. Because I was trying to see if it's an, if an actual drink or not. And instead what I found is a cosmetic store in uh, North Hollywood. Ooh, drink up. Yep. With And I've linked this on Twitter, twitter.com slash earful of. Uh, and uh, <laughs> it's the, the, the best photos I've ever seen for a local business. It appears to be photos of... <laughs> Their, of their sprinkler valve. We got a hookup. <laughs> and then the next photo, well, there's a photo of, of just a house, so that's fun. That's the Good. street view photo. And then there's a photo of their sprinkler control. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> so it's a good good cosmetic shop. You've got, uh, these apparently were submitted by Tomas Paz, submitted photos of... Um, uh yeah, I, so I can only imagine. Is this possible? This is like you go to a friend's house, and you take photo or <laughs> a friend that you're really interested in their sprinkler system, and you go and you take photos of their sprinkler system. You get home and Google Maps tells you, "Hey, it looks like you were at Judah Moore. Would you like to add some photos?" That's a great candidate. <laughs> and you, so you add your photos of their sprinkler system. Um. Anyway, check it out. It's in the in the Twitter. Um. And uh, report a problem. <laughs> Very good. Uh, um, okay, question for you. Yes. Shoes, shoes. Shoes, shoes. Shoes, shoes. Well, well, what's... Shoes, you know, put your, put yourself, are you? Put yourself... Shoes, in, shoes. Put yourself shoes, shoes. In, in shoes, shoes. Shoes, are you? Shoes, shoes. Shoes, shoes. Put yourself in shoes, shoes here. Okay. Like, I always how, do. How sad should she be and how wrong has Flanagan been to commit this this crime against love it depends on the time scale if, we're, okay. if we are to assume that this, this is phenomenal. actually next day next day from what after next the, day after, after the waterfall after the waterfall yeah yeah um <laughs> if you know what I mean yeah uh it, next day after waterfall I would say is pretty bad so it's not about how long their relationship has been. It's the fact that it's proximity to a time in which well, it's a new level of it's intensity. A, it's a ratio. Length of relationship. We'll call that LR. Yes. Okay. How long do you think the length of relationship is? My, uh, three days. I will, I will two say, days. Two days? I will say two, two days. I will say two things right now. Three days. One is... I'd say the days? How many days before you get naked under waterfall? I think two days. Three days? I think it's bad form on the first date. Yeah, no, not uh, one day. I'm not saying one day. It's not a one day. Nope. Uh, I will say this. I think that uh, the movie intentionally makes time frame weird and hard to pin down. Mm. And secondly, it is very, very, very notable that we don't know her name yet. Yes. That is weird. <laughs> it's it is very weird. That weird. We, well, we don't know Bonnie's name either. Which is also weird. We do know. We know Coral's name so evidently and so She's quickly. She's a name tag. Is he, yeah, no. I mean, Coral. Coral's name is discussed. Yes. Right, and this and this has not been the case for any of the other women, which tells me that Coral is the true protagonist of the film. Well, does this imply the movie itself is actually misogynistic? Yeah. Reflect, in fact, this is representing the, has, the time. The movie has taken all the effort to name all of Eck and Bean and Boyd. 
Exactly. In the credits. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie has not taken the time to name Shu or Bonnie. Or Coral. Or Coral. No, a name Coral. But yeah. you called her an inanimate object. So. But then they took away her name. Oh. Um, okay. So. So. Here's the question. How yeah. long? I think, okay, I think the, it's a ratio. I think L, the, I LR. Think the, the movie intentionally makes it difficult to decide how long it is. But LR. I did go, go through all the scenes. Okay. Uh, basically the days. Yeah. We know everything when, from when do they finally go on those little boat things with the with the <laughs> captain? Morning on the beach yeah. from the champagne OD. Yes. Up until the magic moment. That's one day. We know that. Yes. That's that's morning to club. Yes. Single day. Afterwards, we have basically. Uh, she comes back next day. We or, have we have nine more scenes. Yeah. We're drawn horses. Yep. They're on a bus and then in the streets of Jamaica. That's probably two days. That's two. That's a packed day if they're doing both those things in one day. Uh, they're in a car leaving a place into a jeep. You know that's that? a new day. That's a new day. So that's three days at least. They're on a beach and fighting. Okay, that could be same day. They're walking down a road. That could be same day. She's sketching him on the beach. That's, and they fight again. <laughs> that could be same day. They're talking about commodities. That's a new day. They go kangaroo jack. That's probably the same day. And now, now she's on the beach. That's, this is like four days. I looked at the clothes they're the wearing. The Jeep is the telling thing. Oh. They're wearing different clothes in every one of these Oh, scenes. wow. So this is actually like eight days. I think that, I mean, looking at this. How I mean, long is she in Jamaica for? I mean, looking at this, I mean, it's possible you go to the beach, you're wearing different clothes, and you yeah. switch out to them. But even on this, I'd say you're talking probably, I would guess, seven days. Okay, so a week. Yeah. So LR is seven. Different clothes in every case, yeah. except the black tank top and the parachute kind of pantaloon she's wearing. Mm. She's wearing that while sketching him, and they fight. And then she is back wearing those same clothes again now uh, at, at at the bar here. This is the first time she wears the same clothes twice. That sounds like a week to me. You, you mean, start wearing the same clothes after a week. Here's a question for you. Yeah. Is it... Is this supposed to be a symbolic thing in that she is crushed while wearing the clothes she was wearing during that very symbolic time in which she sketched him on the beach? Or is the fact that that scene was immediately was actually supposed to happen before this scene and they reshuffled the, sh- the order of the scenes? Um, no, why would that scene happen after this scene? No, no, I'm saying parachute pants yeah. is on the scene of the sketch. Yeah. And then there's commodities, kangaroo jack, and yep. then this scene. Yep. Could these scenes supposed to have gone back to back originally? Maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's totally possible. Yeah, because she's wearing the pa- the, pa- parachute, the parachute pants. pants. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe she just wears the. Par- I mean, some people wear their pants more than once but without washing the them. First time that she's ever worn the same clothes twice. That's true. That is true. She's normally very clean. So I mean, it's this is over a week. I think. Sure. Sure. Uh, how bad is this? Okay. How bad? So I'm. I've got a formula I'm writing down here. <laughs> so so uh um we have. What what's Debbie's name again? Bonnie. Bonnie. Okay, we have Debbie's name is Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, good. We have L R over L B minus L S. Okay, are you following me here? Yes. So L and how do you like my L's? They're beautiful. They're, they look very algebraic. Yes. Okay. So we have we have so L R is length of actually this should be L L R S. So this is the length of the relationship with Shu. Sure. Divided by. Yeah. Uh, the um, really these shouldn't be L's. These should be like, well, let's go with L's for now. L, the length of the relationship with you over the length of Bonnie time. This is really time. This is T. This is an L. This is T. These are both T. So it's it's L R S over 
TB minus TS. So length of relationship with, with Shu divided by the time of Bonnie. Time usually means like what point on a timeline are you? Yeah. So I think you actually yeah. No, no, that's what I'm getting oh, okay, at. Time okay. of Bonnie minus time of Shu, where time of Shu is the last encounter with Shu. Okay. We'll say both T in general means means most, so, you know, so most is, recent encounter with someone. Is this like to... T, it's really TB0 minus TS negative one. You're right. Yes, Negative exactly. one meaning the last T. Negative one meaning the last TS. Yeah. So it's time of T... Time of... It's length of relationship with Shu divided by the the initial time of Bonnie minus the last time of Shu. Okay? So if he, like, left her on the beach... Yeah. And then immediately hooks up with Bonnie, like, in a second, yep. that'd be maximally bad. Yes. In fact, it would be infinitely bad. If he if he left her... If he spent uh, seven days with her... If they overlapped. If, yes. during Kangaroo Jack, if yeah. he just suddenly went over to Bonnie... Yeah, yeah. that'd be... And, and, and then and that would be zero, and then it would be divided by zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And, okay. If And if they spent a short time together, like, let's say, sure. half a day, um, the, the and basic, he waited, yeah. you know, uh, like a week... Seven days. Sure. Then it's not going to be that bad. That's going to be 0.5 divided by seven. No, no big deal. Sure. MBD. Okay. The, the, the basic relationship makes sense here. Yeah. So this, if I created the ultimate equation here, the ultimate equation. <laughs> so I mean, I'd say okay. So the difference between the last time you saw Shu and this happening, yeah. I'd say at best is one day because we did last see her at night okay. when, when at the campfire. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think so. So I think it's, I think it's possible be- they haven't seen each other during the daytime. Uh, so I'd say one day is my estimate. Yeah. So and one. Then, so we have an LRS is seven. Uh, let's say seven. Seven. Okay. So we have seven divided by one. One. It's, and it's seven bad. It's, it's seven bad. That's wow. Pretty bad. That explains everything. Okay. Well, yeah. That. Yeah, okay. There you go. That's math. Answer that question. Uh, put yourself in shoes. Shoes. Should she actually say, boy? What a loser. Boyd. Boyd. Uh, she sits down next to Boyd. She sits down next to Boyd. Says, hey, Boyd. Hey, Boyd. I mean, that actually would be Hey, kind of, Boyd. Wouldn't it actually be cool if Don't she was, like, hanging out? Don't let me down. If she was sitting down next to these, uh, these extras and, like, talk to them? Yes. Yeah. Instead, she is not even, like, a real citizen. Um, uh, no, she's, she's cast away. Yeah. She's she's basically in the movie Castaway. She actually used a very similar shot to some shots in the movie Castaway. Absolutely. Sitting on the beach, listening to Give Me Shelter. It's she didn't even res- like really connect with Coglin in the past. In a lot of ways, there's not a whole lot of interacting with the different people in Coglin's life. They kind of radiate outwards and they have their Coglin own Coglin or Flanagan. In Flanagan's life, but everyone out there they have their own relationship and they never form a network between each other. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, Shu should realize that Flanagan's a loser, and she's she, she's better that he has shown himself to be a cat. She doesn't, though. She okay. doesn't. Ain't that the way? Scene three. He wakes up next morning in uh, Bonnie's place. Yep. Uh, it's, Scene three is is just perfect. You know, I mean, let's say, like, the way it hits. Oh, scene two? No, so, so Run for the Shelter hits, and then it's, also, it builds. Also, scene two, as he is going away with Bonnie, yeah. he is carrying what I believe is the same hurricane glass. Oh, interesting. So he's only had one pina colada. He's not that drunk. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe he could have made more, but why would he make more pina coladas for himself while does, she's drinking the jus de more? Sen- doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. So he's had one pina colada. She's had one jus de more, and they're both drunk. So she's sitting down wearing parachute pants. Sitting pants. down on this nice little sandbar. Seems pretty cold. Well, it's no, it's Jamaica. It's very hot. But at night. Oh, it, it does have balmy evening. It's a balmy evening. Okay. Oh, crushing. Oh. Crushing. Watch up my screen because my sink is better. Crushing. I just love how scene three hits on the beat. The shelter of your 
Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's, is this it's, supposed to evoke Top Gun? It's also long. Uh, it is a lot. Scene three is a lot like a Top Gun scene. Yeah. Is a scene um, throughout Top Gun where he is uh, sleeping in Kelly McGinnis's place, and he seems to be like very like self-loathing for it. Yeah, and also like sweaty. And this happens the same thing here. He is loathing himself. One because he hates. He is basically in jail right now. He is trapped he's in trapped behind barred windows. Yeah, but he's yeah. barred. By the way, he is trapped in what is coded very, very strongly as a feminine space. Sure. I mean, this the space is one. Oh, well, it's 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 tropical. It's tropical. Do you see what's on the wall? What's on the wall? It's a poster for a for a painting by Georgia O'Keeffe. Wow. Who is known for yeah, her, I know. For, yeah, yeah. for very vaginal art. Sure. Sure. And he is in this, you know, basically this this bed in which Bonnie is, is currently... He is, we've only seen interior bedroom spaces for Coral and now Bonnie in the movie. Mm. We have seen the, the private personal spaces of Coglin and, and, and Flanagan in the bro house. Yeah. They're very much a casual... Bro. It's a casual kitchen. Yeah. We never see a place where they... Where they like charge back up in the bedroom or something. Sure. We never see like him wake up in the morning and say, "Time to wake up, make the donuts." You know, we never see that. It's interesting. I'll say this. Okay, this is this is something that we've talked about before with with Convoy. How Melissa was completely unnecessary to the storyline in the movie, mm. and she just was in there. In the movie, and how Flanagan needs to grow as a person, Shu is also completely unnecessary. His well, real, she's not even in the book. Yeah, his real growth is an internal, and really every part of the movie in which Shu is part of it is, mm. I think, a gift to the audience in a way that is inessential to the core of the movie. Do you agree? In a sense, uh, well, I mean, sure. It, it, you mean it's it's making those scenes easier to to consume to consume, yeah, really versus just him just. Just hitting being the a wall. Loser. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he doesn't. Well, it gives the same, audience something to kind of like wish for, you know. Sure, like, oh, she's so nice. But in the same oh, way, wouldn't it be nice? In the same way, Shu is Flanagan's. It's the manifestation of his internal hopes for the future. In the same way, the Coglin is the manifestation Hope of his own of his own doubts. Wouldn't you yeah. say that's very true? In the way, they don't. They aren't really in any meaningful sense true people they are more or less part of Flanagan's own internal demons and hopes you could say that about any movie protagonist though no but like Tom Cruise and Top Gun no I'd say but they're they're sidekicks yeah Yeah, I'd say Top Gun sounds very similar yes I I would say I'm saying uh, say that about any Top Gun any Top Gun movie any Tom Cruise movie sure oh I hear the uh, recent Mission Impossible you hear it's good. Ninety something percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Huge. Interesting. Yeah. You still haven't seen uh, Ghost Protocol, right? No protocol. That's uh, I like that one because Brad Bird did it. Mm. Oh, Brad Bird did that one. The right. B Man. Yes, Mr. Bird. Um, the Birdman. Um. So okay. okay. No, I, I think I mean yes, but I don't think that's necessarily unique to Flanagan or unique to this movie. Sure. Shoe. Okay. One more thing that's not unique to the movie. Yeah. Uh, just a basic idea that we are divorced from time and space. The land they're in in Jamaica right now is is t- total. It's a limbo. It's a it's, it's a, a it's a veritable Garden of Eden. Yes, and he ate the forbidden fruit, and now he is banished. Now, 
We don't know that. No, I'm just saying, but we you can feel it in his bones. You can definitely feel it's breaking down. I mean, yeah. do you feel that there is a sense of paradise lost here? Yes. In that... Yes. And, well, Coughlin arrived. I think that was the main paradise lost, but sure. But he... I mean, Coughlin is the serpent. Yes. And Ooh. and he got him to eat the forbidden fruit. He is which, so serpentine. Serpential. <laughs> serpen, is, serpentine. Serp, that's the word. Serpentine. He was, he's so serpentine in these in these shots. He's like... You say serpentine, I say serpentious. Serpentious. He's so serpentious. He's he's just sneaking his head in yeah. through the... You see him poking his head into the bar, just like... Yeah. Mm. Uh, that's the sound snakes make. Uh, okay. We need to do a drink of the app is what we need to sure. do. Yes. Um, and we are going to not sure. play the normal theme song because you don't like it. Um, I'd say you need to mix it up. We are going to mix it up quite literally. This is drink. Wait, are we? Yeah. This is drink of the app. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> no better way to start little Bobby McFerrin Very good. than to hear it spin up on an old 45. 45? No, this is a 33. An old 33. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. You can play a 45 if you want. I'm, I don't think there's any 45s with cocktail stuff on. Press what? the 45 button. Well, you know what? Let's play this 33 at 45. Yeah. Much better. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. I love the chirpy sounds now. In every life we have some trouble. Okay, let's talk. Let's just talk. <laughs> with Catherine Rake. <Rankin. laughs> All right. Um, we are... We... Wow, it is hard to talk with the human voice behind yes, you. Yes, let's play anything else. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not so much okay. the human voice in general. It's specifically this track is very bad for this. Sure. Okay, we don't have much time. We don't have much time. Here we go. Okay. And three, and two, and one. And this is what I call a little bit of drink of the app. You said I could play the cocktail soundtrack as long as it's on vinyl. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying it's always a good idea, though. Okay. All right, we're okay. going to invent a drink that represents this episode. I've already picked the name. The name is Sadness on the Beach. Uh, it's taken into consideration. Tears on the Beach. Nah, there's not that many tears. Fight on the Beach. Already used it. Yep. Uh, okay, we've got Sadness on the Beach. We've got the Jus d'Amour. Jus d'Amour. Something with D'Amour would not be bad. Uh, like, like, um, yeah, um, what else is in here? Like, she, like she, Ac, Ac Demore, James Demore, Bean Demore, James Demore. Fired for truth. <laughs> Probably not. Let's avoid that one. Uh, I mean, I would say we've got Judah Moore. We've got sadness on the beach. What you have other suggestions here? Okay, let's talk about I mean, what do we want to evoke? Yeah, I'd say you evoke a couple things here. One is that. Flanagan has been destroyed by his own insecurities and yep. has destroyed everything in his life. He's yes. thrown it away. Yes. He threw it all away. The 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 you know, crisis of the soul. Away. I mean, it's soul crisis. Soul par- caliber. Paradise Time lost. crisis. Paradise lost. That's certainly a drink already. Yeah. I mean, I'll check well, it, no, but that's this, someone this, has this made. Is, this is a theme, not a title. Sure, sure. Paradise lost drink recipe. Oh, yeah. Pineapple yeah. juice, coconut rum, grenadine syrup, cherry, slice of orange. That's a paradise lost. That doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, what, 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 when you take the same, yeah. I'd say the slow burn of, 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 of Flanagan yep. is incredibly powerful because he actually melts down. And he just denies. The meltdown. He denies, just like Thomas. It's Thomas, right? Thomas? Uh, he denies Thomas Cruz? the one thing he does well, which is to make drinks. He says, 
I do. I do not make good drinks. I do not. 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 I do. I do not. I do not. I do not. I do not. What is that? I do. I do not. No, that's not a drink name. It's not a drink name, but it might evoke something. Sure. I mean, I think there's something about this, like, about self abnegation. It's like a drink that's really well made that you don't want to admit is well made. So it's an Ooh. understated, well made drink. A subway token. This no, we are not putting a subway token <laughs> in a drink. No, I think I think there's like this. Um, how do you what? What's nothing, a drink? Nothing special. What's a drink? Nothing special. What? What's that's pretty funny. That's probably a drink name already though as well. Um, nothing special. Cocktail. Drink recipe. Nothing special, but it should have like the most amazing ingredients in it. I think we should do this. Yeah. I think we should do I think we should do a drink called Nothing Special with with like the best ingredients. Sure. So what's what are the best ingredients? Gold leaf. Gold leaf? Yes. That's not that hard to get. Go, it's not. Is it actually good to drink? I mean, you can drink it. Yes. Does it taste like anything? No. Is that bad to drink gold? No. Okay. It's good. it's it has no effect on your system. Great. People some people eat spoonfuls of gold leaf. They just eat it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Okay. So um, gold gold leaf, um, I think Remy. Sure. That was the bartender's dream. Um uh what I mean like maybe um a Pisco. No. Um uh what about like a n- nice rum I mean we could say aged rum. I mean it's hard to call for a specific rum. We could say What about this? Ooh, what about what about uh float on top? Barbasol. We are not gonna float Barbasol on top. Um, Sounds pretty barbicide. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, getting dangerous. Um, Looks like Curacao. Yeah. Uh, what about? Um, so I mean, for rum, I mean, we could. Oh no, we could say. Um, I mean, is like this reposado a, tequila? Is this supposed to be like? It's one. Mm. It's a fact. Like it's nothing special, but he does care, and he's trying. Yes. But he's trying, and it just doesn't. It's like it. It's so pointless, and it's a wreck because he's missing the real things. In life. Yes. I think it should be. It should be decadent. But and, empty. But empty. Decadent but empty. Gold leaf and water. What about a ping pong ball in the middle? No. <laughs> That's very empty, though. I mean... Oh, cut with water? I like that. I, I uh, Yeah, gold leaf, cut with water. <laughs> still water. I mean, just putting still water... Still water in a drink is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gold leaf, still water, Remy. Gold, gold leaf, Remy, and still water is a pretty funny drink. <laughs> pretty funny, yeah. Um, what We need something to balance it out, though. Uh, some, like, like a fruit juice or I think a, you should light a match and put it put it into it. That's not going to... You don't want a match in your drink. But you should light something on fire. Yes, we can light something on fire. We could do a, we could do a 151 rum float that we light on fire. Can you? Is that easy to do? I mean, I think you just pour the 151 rum in and then light it. On top? I've never done it. I know I have done it for an Irish coffee. Attempt. <laughs> attempt to light on fire. To light 151. Uh, lemon heart, but, you know, substitute or Hamilton. Hamilton if you have it. Because, yeah. I mean, Hamilton basically is lemon heart, I guess, these days. Yes. Uh, okay, so we're going to attempt to float that and light it on fire. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's good. I don't think, I don't know if that's going to play well with the gold leaf. I think the gold leaf's going to melt. Good. <laughs> You have a bunch of melted gold. That might work out. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's cool. So, gold leaf, Remy, water, still water. Yeah. Um, floated 151 rum. Yeah. Which lines up with the drink recipe we read in the book. Sure, that's what brought yeah. it on. Lit on fire if possible. <laughs> 
Is there any any? any I mean, we need something to balance family. out. Yeah, we need something fruity. Something pineapple. Fancy fruity, not pineapple. Something guava. fancier. Guava. Extract. Guava discs. Guava discs. Guava. No, I think I think guava juice is fine. Guava juice. Yeah, that's fancy enough. Not nectar, but juice. Uh, yeah, nectar. We guava used nectar ne in the last that sounds, round, by the way. Yeah, that. Oh, well, guava nectar. I think so. Really? Or maybe not. No, I don't think so. We, one way to find out. One way to find out. Uh, okay. Guava. That could be our trademark. Guava nectar. It's good stuff. Okay, guava nectar. Uh, that's probably pretty good. How are we? What's the instructions here? And in portions. So I think you start with the Remy. You so uh, I wrote still water. I wrote melted ice. Melted ice. Yeah, yeah. Let the ice melt and then pour it in. Uh, and I'd say it has to be lukewarm. Well, that, I mean, if it's melted, but it can't be cool anymore. It needs to be completely. It'll be lukewarm. slightly cool. Okay. All right. Okay. How do I, I think this is a good drink. Yeah. So I think you start with the Remy. Uh, two ounces. I'd say one point five. One point. Okay. One point five ounce Remy. Uh, I'd say 24 carats. Well, hold on the gold leaf. It won't, it's not going in yet. Okay. Um, then I think you add... So Remy, the guava... I think Remy and guava go in first. And that's uh, uh, an, 0.75? An ounce. Let's say an ounce of guava. Okay, sure. One, yeah. one ounce of guava. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, then you cut with water. Water? Yeah. I'd say four ounces. No, I'd say two ounces still water. Okay. Two ounces still water. Melted ice. Lukewarm. Yes. Um... Then, um, then I think you you do the float, and I think sure. you sprinkle gold leaf at the end. So it's like 0.5 ounces floating. So I think yeah, float. I mean, float is just a float, but yeah, let's say float 0.5 ounces of 151 rum, light on fire if possible. With a match or with anything, whatever. Well, let's not be picky. Whatever you have, yeah. And then whatever you feel comfortable with, and then um, sprinkle does. sprinkle gold leaf. <laughs> after, a, uh, after, yes, after the fire subs or into the fire, sprinkle Ooh. gold leaf into fire, into fire, <laughs> Good. and cinnamon. No, that actually lights on fire. You want to make it feel more empty? Poaching. We're not going to put poaching in this. Okay, let's cut it there. Okay, that sounds good to me. Let's that cut it that is, is water. Nothing special. It's no, not good. That is nothing special. I'm not. I'm, this is. I don't care about this. Great. Yeah. That's. Yeah. You and know. That's been drink of the app. Drink of the app. Oh wow! <laughs> you know it came back. That's what happens with records. They Very just keep nice. playing. They come back around and. What do you got? You got Bobby McFerrin once again. Okay, not not much left. We uh, are going to uh, rate this five minutes uh, with yes. uh, something we like to call flare in the air. Flare in, in <laughs> the. <laughs> uh, what's, what's, we, we could play our contact info in the meantime. Uh, we do that at the end. Um, do we have to? I mean, normally we have to, yeah. Um, but just in case, if you want to contact us in the meantime... Let's just play our contact info real quick here. You know, sometimes you use a mouse and it doesn't work. Here we go. I hate that. Email address? Staff at Earful loves Twitter. 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 Earful
We also have earful convoy too. Yeah. Hello, what's that? Hello, earful convoy. We don't use it much. We tell us over. Tell us over. No more meetings. Yeah. Last week. Wednesday. Wednesday. Well, well, Wednesday at the end there. All right. Uh, that has been the. That has been. <laughs> disaster is what it's been. Um, I told him all I know. That has been our kind of information. Uh, next, we have a little segment we like to call Flare in the Air. That's the sound of Flare flying over us. As we take the flare's eye view. Reminds me of water for some reason, which reminds me of nothing special. Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, so we first we rate the movie as a whole as a whole. Then we rate movie yeah. up to at least five minutes as a whole. Yes. Then we rate these five minutes on their own. Yes. Okay. Movie as a whole as a whole. Three, Three two, two, one, one four five stars. Five stars. Wow. I mean, just watch this. I realize the movie is kind of perfect. It is kind of perfect. Okay. I think any movie you watch this much of and it's kind of perfect. <laughs> but you know what? We will test that with the movie Ants. All right. Possibly. Possibly. All right. Three, three, three two, two, one, five, five stars. stars. Yeah, yeah. Up until this point, five stars. I mean, Absolutely. I've forgotten the rest of it. I can't imagine film. it's going to reveal itself. The perfect. perfect film. Okay. okay. These five these minutes. These five minutes. Three, three two, two, one, five, five stars. stars. These yes. are really good five these minutes. This knocked it minutes. out of the park that has been flare in the air. Rich and right. Ooh, okay, any more business we got to wrap up before we uh, get out of here? Out of my league? I don't think so. I mean, I think this has been... Uh, we usually are scrambling with less than a minute left. We have, we have, we have, we have time to relax. We have a whole two minutes to relax, digest what's happened today. This is two minutes, so we probably should actually play it now. We should play it now. Uh, this has been Earful of Cocktail. You know what? Mondays? Mondays, great days. Mondays, I can get used to this. Yes. All right, this has been Earful of Cocktail... Well, we 50 will. I, I will actually. Before what? we do this, one final thing so on Monday. This over here, the yeah, Rap and Ronnie disc. Yes, the Schmid. Ronald Reagan's original. Schmid. Schmid. Speaking of policy council, what a name. That's very loud. Okay, <laughs> we are going to sign off, and this has been Earful Cocktail, and I will stick, stick with, with the, the brew. Cocktails, darling. some fruit cocktail then. Milk, hot chocolate,